What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, it is episode 55 of Inside the Crazy 55, Ant Farm. 55, just rolling. Yeah. We are rolling. Rocking and rolling. Man, your host for this week, myself, JLo Fantastic, Little Cam. Hello. Yeah, she actually said something. Uh, <laughs> latte. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Coffee. I'm going to need you to stop talking. Oh, damn. And the mouth. What's up? Who doesn't stop talking? I never True. stop talking. No, no, never. no. You know that coffee, coffee, coffee reminded me of, uh, anybody remember... Uh, uh, George of the Jungle. Yes. Uh, yes. When he, when he had the coffee. The like, gum, 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 gum. Yes. Uh, what a great show that was. It was. It was so you good. You remember that horrible movie with Brendan Fraser, though? Mm. Yeah. Let's not, not, so let's not talk so about that one. Uh, but, you know, we got to send a special shout out and a special thank you to our sponsor over at East Beach Specialties. And here's a little bit of what they offer. For the last 18 years, East Beach Specialties has helped businesses, schools, churches, and clubs on and near the Mississippi Gulf Coast promote events, deploy effective marketing strategies, bring unique products to life, fill events with fun, and create unique giveaways. They offer products such as custom t-shirts, apparel like hats, polos, sportswear, and loungewear. They also offer corporate gifts and employee incentives, bags and accessories, social responsible products, and of course, promotional products. Visit eastbeachspecialties.com for your product because having fun is serious business. All right, we are back. Now it's time to tell you what's going on. Man, we have a phenomenal guest coming on the show, Autumn Reeser. Biggest guest yet. Phenomenal. Cannot wait for that. And we also have box office prediction, industry news, and just so much more. So let's get started with the biggest topic that's oh, going around mm. right now, Jesse Smollett. Jesse I'm, Smollett. I'm confused. Everybody. I don't know who to, who to blame, who to punch. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, look, we'll, we'll, we'll say it. When it first happened, when it first came down on this podcast, we supported him. You know, we were we did. just like, what's going on? Completely this is, this is a hate him. crime. Shouldn't happen. Times it's 2019. Yeah. What is going on? That, that whole like Twitter hoax thing. We yeah, completely, completely backed, backed him. him up, mm. you know. Um, but, oh, Was man. Twitter right for once? Well, <laughs> we don't, okay, okay. Well, again, the inter- internet and Twitter and social media kind of got it right, uh, Tavia. It, it's, but we're only going to deal with, like we've said in the past, we are only going to deal with facts here. Yeah. So, um, so. Let, let's. This is the very latest uh, information that we have, and it, it's all been confirmed. So, and we want to say that, and we'd like to premise this as always: innocent until proven guilty. That's right. Okay. We're not, don't don't hammer us down. Don't comment. You can give us your opinion, and and but don't hammer us about. You're already judging him. You're right. Already, just innocent until proven guilty. We understand that these are just the facts confirmed. And the information that is out there as we know it to be true. Yeah. Okay? All right. So let me go. If you guys didn't hear, Jussie did surrender yesterday morning at about 5 a.m. He walked into the uh, Chicago Police Department with his attorneys, and he was placed under arrest and officially charged with a felony crime. Um, disorderly conduct uh, in connection to filing a false police report. Uh, it went down without incident, and he was booked. Um, and was taken into custody officially. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got then, the mugshot, saw the mugshot mug shot, everywhere. The mugshot was released. Yeah. Um, so that happened around 5 a.m. yesterday morning. And then he had a bail um, hearing at 1.30 yesterday. Mm-hmm. He did show up for bail. He was granted bail, and he was released on a $100,000 bail, uh, to which he paid. Um, 
And there was some decision on whether or not the judge was going to let him go. Uh, his attorneys argued that he needed to be back on set yeah. for Empire. Yeah. So um, and apparently he's been like pleading to the cast, like I swear I didn't do this. Right. He's been he's still sticking to his story. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, Empire in a second. But so they they did that. The judge agreed uh, begrudgingly. Um, but he did take his passport because he considered him a flight risk. Um, so he had to turn over his passport, but he made bail. He was out and he did go to the set of empire apparently after he, he left court. Yeah. Um, here's the evidence though. That's kind of come out. If you guys watched and I watched the entire press conference from the Chicago police department with the superintendent. Yeah. Um, they apparently have proof that Jesse faked the attack. Mm. Um, that it stemmed from he decided he was unhappy. They're going with the motive is that he was unhappy with his pay. Mm-hmm. On which the show. even that's getting discredited now, right? Right, so. right. There's some question. Uh, the Empire uh, people have come out and kind of disputed that they've never heard anything yeah. like that he was unhappy. But it seems like they're sticking behind him no matter what. Right. So, so but that that's what they, they have determined was the motive. So he, at first, apparently according to the Chicago Police Department, sent the letter, the racial homophobic threat letter, yeah. to the set of Empire at the Fox Studios. And he was apparently upset that that didn't garner the attention that he thought it deserved, yeah. which is when he hatched the plan, apparently, mm. according to police, mm-hmm. to do the attack. Um, now, it has been said that the brothers that were taken into custody, you can only hold people for 48 hours without charging them for a crime. Yeah. The 47th hour of being detained, they cracked and finally started. Damn. I think they were realizing that they had been picked up and arrested and they were going to be charged with a hate crime. Yeah. And they didn't want, (laughs) you know, so they, they finally broke and confessed up about everything that was going Mm -hmm. on. Now, according to the Chicago police, they have evidence to show that the brothers had been talking to Jussie right before the attack, Mm -hmm. right after the attack. And then while they were out of the country, when they fled, Wow. um, they also apparently have phone records, financial records um uh, that they got with subpoenas that show that they were texting planning out the attack i mean hundreds and hundreds of text messages back and forth that they were planning out the attack they also have a check written out to the brothers for three thousand five hundred dollars damn that was the payment um and then they were supposed to get another 500 on return when they came back to the country so yeah. 4000 i guess total for the two of them um they also have the receipts video surveillance and all the kind of stuff that to show that the brothers buying all of the the bleach yeah. the hats they the have masks. videos yeah, yeah. Like, and they bought all the stuff at the same store right like what the hell <laughs> you're not even going to go to three different stores to buy mask bleach rope like what what's going on exactly so this was plan b the staged attack was plan b mm. they've also speculated now this is coming from the chicago police department but it's speculation and it's just would i mean i guess speculation based on common sense yeah the brothers wore gloves the whole time for the attack and while they admit that they did rough him up a little bit um the gloves never came off or you know it wasn't in any kind of a vicious manner i'm guessing so the police are speculating that the bruises the cuts and 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 scratches on jesse's face were self-inflicted whoa so, really i mean wow so, <laughs> so there's that um, 
Mm-mm-mm. Whether or not they couldn't comment further on, but apparently they had enough proof it felt that the Chicago superintendent felt comfortable saying that he mailed the letter to the studio. Yeah. But that's currently being investigated by the FBI yeah. because for wire fraud, yeah. where, you know, anything dealing with solicitation of a crime or money, you know, that's false is is wire fraud yeah. and that's a federal offense and it's a felony. Mm-hmm. And so the FBI is investigating that. So they couldn't comment further on that. Yeah. But it's looking like indeed they have evidence to prove that he did mail the letter yeah. to himself. Um crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, so those are the latest facts. He's out on bail. He was back at work. He plans on fighting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to tell you what his uh, attorneys released a statement saying. Um, but he plans on fighting. His next court appearance, unless anything changes, is in a month. So um, and until then, yeah. he's out on bond. And, and we're just going to see, gonna what see what's going to happen. Um, he did release a statement after he was uh, released on bail through his attorney. Mm-hmm. That read, today we witnessed an organized law enforcement spectacle that has no place in the American legal system. The presumption of innocence, which is the bedrock in the search for justice, was trampled upon at the Mm. expense of Mr. Smollett and notably on the eve of a mayoral election. Mm. Mr. Smollett is a young man of impeccable character and integrity who fiercely and solemnly maintains his innocence and feels betrayed by a system that apparently wants to skip due process and proceed directly to sentencing mm. <laughs> no comment i mean what else is <laughs> yeah, the attorney gonna say exactly. i mean he's got to come up with some defense it's, i mean yeah. right? but there it is that that's what they're saying he's still maintaining his innocence um goodness yeah yeah, mm, yeah. yeah like uh it's hard and this is the disturbing part to me which i was a little bit kind of like and and this has not been confirmed so, but it did come out of the courthouse and and from a source inside the courthouse with the state attorney's office that says apparently the prosecution and and defense lawyers are working on a deal that would include probation and fines. Yeah, um, I'm hoping mm-hmm. that that's not true because I feel like if they have all the evidence and it is proven that yeah. he and again innocent until proving it, but if it is, if he is. And it's just probation? I think he deserves time. Yeah, he deserves jail yeah. time. I mean, I'm sorry, but if, he does. Yeah, if. If. Yeah. If. It's just, ah. Like, you turned your back on the African-American community and the LGBTQ community. So, like, yeah, I just, I don't know. Yeah. And just, like, lying to the world, basically. Yeah. Everybody was behind you, and it's just not it, a good it, situation. It seems crazy. And as far as we mentioned that he returned to the set of Empire, yeah. and we, um, we mentioned kind of before that they had scaled down the scenes. They had done a lot of rewrites. Um, they officially released a statement. Uh, so if you're wondering about the future of his career, um, Fox and Empire released a statement officially this morning. Uh, the events of the past few weeks have been incredibly emotional for us all. Jussie has been an important member of our Empire family for the past five years, and we care about him deeply. While these allegations are very disturbing, we are placing our trust in the legal system as the process plays out. Mm. We are also aware of the effects of this process on the cast and crew members who work on our show and to avoid further disruption on set, we have decided to remove the role of Jamal from the final two episodes of the season. Yeah. So you can take that however you want to. They were very carefully worded the final two episodes of the season. Yeah. My guess is that they're proceeding very cautiously with if it does go to trial and he is proven innocent, mm-hmm. 
They There's a return back. for Jamal to come back to yeah. the show. So they they were yeah. very careful about saying it was just yeah. the final two episodes. They're doing of the, the right season. thing. Yeah, I mean, you gotta wait because that's a big star. It's, Apparently, it's, in this season, like his character has the company right now. Exactly. So, so. Mm, I, yeah, they're doing the right thing by just suspending him for the rest of the season. We do want to clarify this. We did some some looking up. We did some our research. And if indeed he is tried and he is found guilty, uh, filing a false police report in the state of Illinois is a class four felony. And it does carry a, a potential sentence of one to three years in prison. And he will also be ordered to pay restitution to compensate the Chicago Police Department, the FBI and anyone else involved in the investigation of said false report, Man. which could get really costly because they've been at it for almost yeah. a month now. Also, I'm fairly certain that if it's proven that he mailed the hate letter to himself and tried to cover that up, that's going to be wire fraud, and that's another federal offense mm. which could tack on over just the false police report. Mm. So if he is indeed found to be guilty of mailing himself the letter, that could potentially be more trouble. This story <laughs> makes my head hurt. Yeah, yeah so those are all the facts as we know it right now. If you're listening to this show on Friday night after we've after it's aired and anything happens, we'll go live and get. But right now, at the time of the recording, those are all of the latest details yeah. about this. So, so let's get into this. Mm. I, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, like I said, when it first came out, you want to believe that. If that happened, somebody wouldn't lie about yeah, something exactly. like that. Okay, everything from this man's past would would make you believe that he's telling the truth. Mm -hmm. He seems to have been an upstanding citizen. He's done a lot of charity work. You want to believe him? Yeah. I, I just I don't know why anybody would do this. Yeah. And why would anybody yeah, do this? Yeah. That's that's a, a if that's what's going on. That's a pretty clear example of not weighing the risks <laughs> with the benefits. Like I don't understand what you could get from it. Right. And, and we talked a little bit about it at last week's show, but he 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 did this interview with Robin Roberts on Good Morning America and he said that he believes that the reason he's getting hate mail and threats is because he comes hard at 45. Mm -hmm. That he's huge anti-Trump and he's out against Trump. Yeah. And all. But now if he has staged this whole thing yeah. and I, I have to like, do you let your hatred for someone fester so much that you're willing to destroy your entire life and career because you don't like Trump? Yeah. I mean... Because I feel like if your hatred is that much for him, you're no better than what you're saying he is yeah. with the hatred that you exactly. claim he has towards people. Because exactly. clearly your hate is so bad, you're willing to destroy your own life over it, yeah. which is insane to me. Well, and also you're taking steps backward for the movement that you're mm -hmm. trying yes. to support. You're you're making other people who are legitimate and really like pushing for the supposedly the same things that you are look bad, and especially we when they've come to support you. Exactly. In which a bunch of people people have yeah, come out political leaders figures, from activist yeah. uh, groups political leaders like jlo said a bunch of them that initially had supported him say he's hurt the movement he's hurt civil rights activists he's hurt uh um lgbtq activists and 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 my thing is is i i wholeheartedly think the irreparable harm he has caused to real victims real victims because yeah. whether you want to or not now Anytime somebody says something, you're going to have that thought in the back of your head. Are they lying? Exactly. Are they making this up? So there's going to be real victims, I think, that will now be scared to come forward because they're afraid that somebody's not going to believe them. Yeah. Or they're yeah. afraid that somebody's going to say, you're making this yeah. shit up. The Especially famous people. Yeah. Like, now yeah. if there's a famous...
this person who's a victim. They might be scared shitless right. to come forward. It will be used as ammunition against them. We'll remember when Jesse Smollett exactly, lied. Exactly. And, you know, that exactly. It'll, it'll be- but I mean, on the other hand, other side of that, I, a good thing is if something sounds fishy, it might be fishy. It's true. A lot of people believe everything they see on the internet, and it's not true sometimes. Exactly. So oh, yeah. if something seems odd, it probably is. And that's another thing, because we've, t- we've, we've looked at it and analyzed it from that point of view, too. The second that it was like he was attacked, everybody believed it. Yeah. And then the second it said, well, he might have been faking it, everybody was like, oh, he's a liar. It's like... You can't, the social media is so right now, right now, right now, right now. And that's dangerous because somebody can say something and put it out. And then literally within 15 minutes, millions of people are stating that as fact. Exactly. And that's dangerous. I think what a lot of it is, is that we're missing, and maybe it has to do with the education system. Maybe it has to do with just how people are being raised, but we're missing the critical thinking aspect. Think about it. Take a moment. Exactly. Think about it. Don't write it off and don't like... You know, because that was part of the problem with the whole Me Too movement is people felt like they weren't believed whenever mm-hmm. they said something and weren't taken seriously. Well, yeah, people need to be taken seriously and believed whenever they say something traumatic has happened to me. But like you were saying, if something feels off, doesn't sound right, doesn't right. look right, it's okay to doubt and question it until you find out what's true exactly. rather than immediately believing one way or another. And and unfortunately, other people are being victimized by this lie, if indeed it yeah. is a lie. Because I've seen groups... Like, people just, there's so much hate in this world. It just drives me crazy. But there are people directing their anger about what he did Mm -hmm. to full groups. Like, I've seen, uh, you know, the gay community come out and say, hey, hey, hey. Just because he lied and did this shit, we don't owe you an apology. Exactly. Like, because, I mean, there are people out there saying the whole entire gay community owes an apology for what he did. He is one man. One man. He did, he made his own decision. He made his own bed. Like, they didn't do anything. Exactly. Uh, That's why the police aren't coming to lock up every gay person that's, if that's right if he well, has, exactly yeah, newsflash not every single african-american in this country or every single gay person in this country orchestrated this with jussie exactly he either did or didn't do this on his own and this idea that everybody owes an apology if you fall into one of those categories is absurd mm-hmm. well, it's absurd and also this whole and it's been said a lot this whole idea that one person or one group can speak for a whole community of people whether it's positively or negatively you know that's a, that's a, an idea that i see around a lot where people become this figurehead of a certain movement or whatever mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily represent everybody and everybody's feelings and opinions about right. it you know and so mm-hmm. it's really not fair exactly and I think you know the, the main thing the main topic that everybody's kind of just overlooking in my opinion is what it all stems from and the, the fact is hate mm-hmm. there is so much hate in this country exactly uh, this person hates this person exactly. and that person hates that person and this like, color hates if, this color if and- it happened like he hated Trump that much to do that yeah like he's gonna lose if he did it he's gonna lose three plus years of his life pay back so much money possibly lose his career like right is that worth it yeah all of his like castmates and all these people who came to his defense exactly i mean how do you think they must feel exactly well Well, us me personally i feel a little off because we we were behind him so much for it yeah you go back and listen to the past episode we were like this isn't right if this happened to him this is a hate crime you shouldn't and i mean because you want to give the benefit of the doubt exactly. to somebody but i mean yeah I, I gotta imagine there's a lot of people who if this turns out to be true that he staged it all is gonna are gonna be yeah well and it's it's these same things that we've been dealing with and and having problems with for so long now mm-hmm. like what you were talking about 
how you know this group hates this group and this person has a problem with this person it just reminds me of spike lee's um do the right thing that scene where right, yes. it goes like just which is such an incredible scene but it goes like to these face forward close-up interviews of this person is of this ethnicity and talks about how he can't stand these people and then mm-hmm. it goes to the next person who's got a problem with the next group of people and right. it's just i mean it's true like there's always some kind of you know prejudice that infiltrates every different group and community yeah. there's so much hate and so much animosity between so many different groups of people that that's kind of where like everybody focuses and while you're not looking this is going on underneath yeah. it smoke and, and mirrors yeah and, and exactly it, it's a problem and it is found that he did all that i mean the harm that he has added to these problems yeah and is, to is the immense. multiple communities it's just insane. Yeah, and, and the and emotional energy spent on on something that wasn't even real. When, like you were saying, people could be focusing on real, real problems. Pro- I mean, let's, let's be honest, we're talking about Chicago. I'm sure the police could be focused on some real exactly. shit going on in they, Chicago. They call it Chirac. Like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, not to say that they haven't also been investigating real crimes, right. but I'm just saying. I mean, like that's a lot of energy, exactly. time, and money put into something that might not exactly. Have actually happen. Exactly. And, and I mean, speaking of more crimes, as you know, we've been talking about this r kelly case and man it's been almost as fluid as the freaking jesse smollett situation so but three new tapes have reportedly came out and r kelly is now being indicted on 10 counts of criminal sex abuse yeah Mm. about time yeah i'm just gonna say about time um, apparently there was enough evidence they felt like they could go before the grand jury mm-hmm. and if I'm not mistaken some of the girls came forward and testified yeah, in front of the over grand jury, a dozen right? over a dozen yeah. so that's good news yeah because I think a lot of that he's gotten away with so much in the past because I feel like these girls were terrified to come forward yeah and so for whatever reason it, now thank goodness yeah thank seriously goodness. seriously and both of these huge cases are happening in illinois i just realized that like yeah. they're busy <laughs> they're, they're busy yeah so an is a warrant has been issued for r kelly's arrest so hopefully that will happen later today crazy shit man and crazy speaking, shit uh, another yeah. douchebag apparently yeah. ryan adams singer yeah. ryan not brian adams no not brian everything he does not yeah. brian adams <laughs> ryan adams uh he's apparently got some allegations that have been led against him that he was sending inappropriate sexual text messages to a 14 year old girl mm-hmm. this is you might remember ryan adams he was married to mandy moore yeah um and sh- apparently he's he's like a monster yeah like puts people through psychological and physical yeah, mind you know completely mind fucks yeah, them and like mind fucks yeah. them and physically beats them and it's just like a real asshole yeah. kind of a guy but as bad as all that was now it's apparently he was like texting and doing some shady shit with underage girls also yeah um everybody his music label is looking at dropping him radio stations across the country are all dropping his music he quietly kind of dropped promotion for a new album that he was trying to put out so um and again he's one of these douchebags that puts out a statement and he's like if i offended anybody i didn't mean to or if i did something that came across in the wrong way yeah yeah, he did that on twitter i saw that yeah Yeah. that's not a denial that's a oh i'm so that's somebody who can't own up what they did that's a well i might have done that but it's not what you think yeah no it's what we think or i'm only human right yeah just just, mm. mm. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just crazy shit, crazy shit, more crazy shit. Uh, apparently, yeah, more hate. Yeah, uh, Fifty Cent was apparently targeted by a precinct commander by the NYPD. Tells officers to shoot Fifty on sight during this boxers event. Yeah, why? no idea why. 
Right? I like it like, was insane. I mean, and, and the dude's still a police officer. Right, he's still there. Yeah, yeah, who remember oh, Hill Street Blues, you know how like I, I get, you know, precincts have like this what's called a roll call in the morning and basically everybody shows up, they do the roll call and then they're assigned their assignments or whatever for the day. Well, apparently 50 Cent was supposed to show up at like a boxing or an MMA, MMA event or something like that and yeah, this commander basically told all of his officers, you know, if you're working that beat or if you see him, shoot on sight. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I mean, it's insane. I can't even believe that he still has a job. I mean... And how did he figure... I want to know how 50 Cent figured out about this. Like, apparently, he saw a, a tweet or some sort of a social media post mm-hmm. from a cop that was there that leaked it. Oh, wow. And said that's how he found out about it. Wow. Um. Now, 50 Cent did say that he has approached his attorneys and are looking into... Legal action, yeah. yeah. legal action against this guy for threats and for, you know, yeah. I mean, numerous crazy. charges. I can't but- even imagine, like... To just be like just chilling and you know watching an event and probably with friends and maybe even family yeah, and then exactly. found out the whole time that somebody was like if you see him shoot him dead like that's yeah, crazy like, yeah just, what you don't like rap you don't right. like fifty cent you don't then don't you listen don't, to yeah, it don't, <laughs> don't tell people to shoot on sight and ask questions later like mm. what the fuck I mean I, I have no like idea. that's only reserved for like people who are harming other people exactly. not somebody just sitting at an event mm-hmm. as an observer it's mm. just in again it goes back to what we were talking about at the top of the show hate yeah i I mean do you have that much hate for somebody that you would just literally tell people to kill them on site yeah like especially a huge entertainer like that right what's going on and my thing is how do you foster that much hatred towards somebody you don't even know you haven't even met how could you possibly hate somebody you don't even know? There's, like, I feel like there's got to be more to the story. There's yeah. got to be something else going on. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure situation. it could be based <laughs> just on some kind of you know hate or whatever. Yeah, but it stupid. just sounds like there's some missing something's missing. Yeah, some missing as to how that even came about. Yeah. yeah so insane. yeah, if there's any updates on that, we will let you know. And this, I thought this was pretty funny. Um, apparently, Donald Trump offered Fifty Cent. Half a million dollars to show up at his inauguration. I just thought that was funny. Right. And, and he Why, didn't though? go. Apparently, uh, to like represent the African American community. He's so, tight with black people. Yeah, right. So <laughs> what? If, what if like Kanye took the deal? What if like that's why Kanye's so for him? That's what I was about to say. Why didn't he just bring Kanye? Yeah, in? that was before. Yeah, all this, of this? this okay. was before. Oh, like, these are the inauguration. He was running. Oh, yeah. Okay. So and and J Lo brings up a valid point. What if that same offer was made to Kanye and Kanye doesn't actually really support him? He's just following through paid. on the paid. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's getting paid. To I mean, show up I remember a couple mean, years ago they said Kanye was uh, having some financial issues. So I don't know. I, I don't know. It's I just, interesting. I just thought yeah. that was pretty interesting. I just wanted to bring it up. Just wanted to bring it up. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get to some happy stuff. Happy stuff. I know. I'm all depressed now. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> the breaking news had to lead with the biggest stories. You know. You know. But the Oscars last week we reported that film editing, cinematography, and a few other awards would not be presented on air because it was taking up too much time. Well. They backtrack. They reverse that. The awards will be shown, but they have like a limited amount of time for the uh, speech process. And if they go over that time, it would be edited. But I still don't understand yeah, how that's I, working. I, don't either. I mean, yeah, they they came out and said, you know, and by the way, we called it. We said that we thought they would reverse the decision. Yeah, uh, and they did. Yeah, apparently. 
a shit ton of high level cinematographers and directors showed up at the academy and were like, uh, <laughs> hey, guys, bitch. this isn't going to work. Yeah. Um, and so they backtracked. But yeah, they're being held to the, the firm 90 second acceptance speech. And if you, they, they go over, apparently it will be cut. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, come on. Yeah. How are you going to do that in live TV? Are they just going to, if they go too long, are they just going to go to a commercial break? I or guess. I, and then if you watch an edited yeah, version of the show afterwards, maybe yeah, you see the whole speech. I mean, I, last I year I saw the whole thing on Hulu. They put the whole thing on there. So yeah, I, they, maybe. I mean, maybe. But good, first of all, because if you heard our show last week, we wholeheartedly agree with the very decision upset. to yeah. have it aired. Yeah. Because, I mean, without cinematographers and editors, you don't have a exactly. movie. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, good. Sam Medina touched on it too go back and listen to that interview. oh yeah he, he was very passionate oh, about it very passionate about it hell yeah um we also mentioned last week that there were rumors that the academy had reached out to queen mm-hmm. to open the show in dramatic fashion because you know they normally do a musical type thing to open the show with the host but they don't have a host yeah so apparently queen confirmed that they will indeed open the oscars with adam lambert uh, exciting so, stuff that's gonna be a kick-ass it's show. gonna be a kick-ass opening yeah. no doubt about it now the question is will Rami appear on stage with them. Mm. That cool would be too. that be would be epic. awesome. Hell I mean, yeah. I just Hell yeah. I t- I got a good chuckle out of the fact that it's Queen plus Adam, Adam Lambert. Lambert. It's like, like, look, dude, you front us, and you're really great, and you're probably the closest thing to Freddie Mercury in forever. Yeah, but but it, you're not Queen. Yeah, Queen plus. Yeah, I mean, it, it's understandable. It's understandable. It is it iconic is. bands like Sublime. Like they're Sublime with Rome now, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got it. In all fairness, yeah. and I'm sure that Lambert gets it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he understands. I mean, and we want to say that the voting has officially closed for the Oscars. Mm. So mm, can't wait. Uh, this Sunday, this Sunday is the oscars make sure to tune along with us on our social media platforms twitter and instagram we will be going live you can watch it with us you can see our reactions see bradley cooper and lady gaga sing shallow whole bunch of stuff and our voting is done yes we have filled out our ballots have Mm -hmm. you guys filled out your ballots yet do you want to win an inside the crazy ant farm t-shirt do you because you got to email us your ballot and you got to do it before sunday Mm -hmm. actually by friday by friday by friday by the time you're listening to this podcast you should have sent in your ballot and if you didn't well you're not winning a t-shirt yep (laughs) it is what it is it is what it is sorry about you and what later on when we do all where can you find us we'll tell you where to send your ballot yeah yeah well, you never know. Mardi Gras is coming up. Maybe we'll throw you one. Exactly. Oh, okay. Maybe we'll throw you a t-shirt. Oh, there you go. I like that idea. Hell yeah. It's a great idea. Oh, oh man. And what what is industry news without talking about Netflix, Amazon, Disney, Marvel? I mean, come on. Every week you know news is being made by these people. I yeah. mean, uh, I guess let's start off with Amazon. We'll just get to it quickly. Uh, we, we've mentioned Jennifer Salke before. She's the new head of Amazon Studios. And when she took over, she kind of made this claim that she was kind of going to readjust the strategy and focus more on the TV side of it, original content for TV, that they were going to come strong with that. Um, and kind of have... I mean, over you know, you, you look at uh, marvelous as Mrs. Maisel and like all the different things that they've been able to do, and she had kind of has done that. But everybody was kind of worried that, well, what about film? What about film? So a year later, mm-hmm. now she has announced that she does have a film strategy. <laughs> um, she finally revealed this uh, film strategy, and she says their approach is going to be a mixture of prestigious pictures uh, and also continue to be shepherded in. 
uh, by the motion picture production head Ted Hope and his uh, distribution chief Bob Bernie, as well as commercial projects. So I guess layman's terms, what she's saying is, look, we're still going to do some artsy original stuff for Amazon, but then we also want some cinematic stuff, yeah. uh, and we're going to focus on, you know, still c- trying to hammer those out as well. Yeah. You know, I, I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean they, they've been hit and miss. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm trying to sit here and think about it, but I think Marvelous Miss Maisel is the only hit show on Amazon Prime. Uh, Man in the High Castle. But uh, that's, yeah, that's, uh, that's where we're, we're talking yeah. about that. It got canceled after yeah. its fifth season. That's right. So I I don't know what's going on. Over I, there. I don't know. And I mean, the movies have been so hit. The one with Joaquin Phoenix, uh, like you were never here. I think it was yeah. called. I mean, that was a great movie, but yeah. it, I mean, by no means a stellar hit in the theaters or on Amazon. No, yeah, because so, they released it like a few weeks before they put it on their streaming service. Right. So, right. I, so. Yeah, I don't know. I. Maybe they want to try the films more now, or they maybe they want to put their focus on the films now because they only saw a few hits with the streaming. But right. I mean, Miss Maisel has gotten like Emmy awards two uh, years yeah, in a row, winning, like so. a lot. So yeah, and I mean, you would think that she would try to implement some sort of a similar strategy with yeah. films that they've been doing in TV because it's been working in yeah. TV. But yeah, we should talk about Man in the High Castle, which was their first, if I'm not mistaken original you know one of their first original shows they announced yeah it's going to premiere in the fall but after this season it's canceled yeah um and it's a popular show it's a it's a really popular show yeah and but they're not moving forward with it i'm very surprised by that a lot of streaming services are doing that i mean especially netflix especially yeah well remember too uh former guest billy ray Mm -hmm. um they canceled last tycoon Tycoon, which was extremely popular but they canned it yeah. So who knows what Amazon's doing? But yeah, let's talk about Netflix. Yeah, like Friends from College. I know you like that one. Uh, canceled after two seasons. I'm and it so had some, upset about yeah. this because, well, one, like you said, I th- they had a huge cast. Keegan-Michael Key, Fred Savage, Colby Smulders. I mean, a huge, great cast. Plus, they ended on a like a cliffhanger. Like, yeah. I need to know yeah. what's going to happen. And apparently, I'm never going to find yeah, out. Yeah, and I'm really surprised by that because they're about to lose all their TV content. Right. So, what do they do? If this was a popular show, like Travelers was, like American Vandal was, like Fuller House. Fuller House is about to end after yeah. season five. Yep. So, I'm like... You you guys know you're about to lose all of this content. So what's going on? It's it's yeah. Well, here's my thing too. Friends from college is very friends esque, if you will. Yeah. It's about a group of people that were all friends in college. Now they're all like have moved on in life, but they've come back together. And there's all this kind of drama and you know comedy and different things. Basically, just life situations like mm-hmm. friends are. So you know you're about to lose friends, right? Okay. Warner Brothers already said, hey, that deal was temporary, guys. We're yanking it. Yeah. Why would you give up a popular show that's in the vein of Friends yeah. that's doing really well for you when you're about to lose the real Friends? Wouldn't you want to keep the Friends type show on? Yeah. I mean, that makes no sense. I, a lot of these make no sense. I mean, but we we've talked about the Marvel shows being canceled because uh. those were officially pulled off. The rest of them, Punisher and Jessica Jones, those were officially pulled off. But we are going to get the last season of Jessica Jones. That, that we are. Yeah, that hasn't come out yet, but we will see that. But then after that, and it's then gone. after that, it's canceled. And yeah. then 
it's all but been confirmed from all of the different... While this is what I thought was really crazy, apparently not only, you know, the deal, we know the deal that Marvel had with Netflix, but apparently in this deal, it was rumored to be that if indeed the shows were canceled, they couldn't show up anywhere else for a minimum 18 months to two years. Mm. Part of the deal also was is that Marvel was not allowed to talk about any of the deal. Mm. So in a very roundabout way, without talking about it, but talking about it, Jeff Loeb confirmed that Marvel had nothing to do with the cancellations of the show, that it was Netflix who canceled all of them, and that while they want the shows to continue... It might be tricky because of availability of the cast and the showrunners at the time of where they could move forward, which is in a very roundabout way confirming that that 18-month to two-year thing is likely true. Because otherwise, why would you say you're worried about availability? If you were just planning on picking the shows right back up and putting them out, you know, so Hulu did say they want them, would Mm -hmm. be happy to air them. Marvel says they want them to continue. Uh, if you guys follow us on, on social media, you know all of the stars. We follow all the stars. We've interviewed numerous of uh, of them on the show. They're all behind it. They want the shows to continue. Yeah. They want to be a part of So none of that is the issue. It's all Netflix. Yeah. So I, there you go. It's I mean, crazy. And I mean, you're talking about availability. Michael Coulter, he just joined a CBS pilot, Evil. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. But like our idea of what we were talking about is... Bring the shows back on Hulu. Get them out of that two-year thing, however you do it. Buy it out, whatever. Bring them back on Hulu and bring them back as a mature animated series with all the same people voicing them. Right, because of technically... the availability, yeah. Technically, the, in the form that they're in now, they cannot show up anywhere for two years. Yeah. But there may be some legal wording around there where Marvel could get around it by putting them in an animated form instead of a live-action form, hence getting around that in the form they are now and be able to continually, like JLo said, continue the storylines, pick up right where the season's left off, but animated yeah. and have all the same cast members come back and voice it and continue the story for a, a season or two animated before it goes back to live action. Just Or maybe they continue animated. Maybe it's such a huge hit yeah, animated exactly. that they don't have to come back live action, which would make it easier for the availability on the stars to come back in and just read exactly. their stuff while they're filming other stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? Is Mike Coulter still going to be bald in the yeah, show? Right, no, no. Like- you know, or but it wouldn't matter if he comes back and does animated. It, it yeah. wouldn't matter what he looks like. I'm excited about Coulter's show though because it's the same people who did um, the Good Wife and are currently doing mm. the Good Fight. Yeah, and he was on the Good Wife. I don't know if a lot of people know, but he was like a hardcore bad guy gangster on the yeah. Good Wife, and it's the same people behind this new show. Oh wow! So I think it's going to be really yeah. good, and they clearly have a relationship. Yeah. So, um, but I just feel like that idea would make sense because of the Howard the Duck announcement that uh, came out yeah, last week yeah. so i just feel like if you all had all of these adult marvel animated shows that'd be pretty badass i think i think it's a good idea um i do think you'd still lose some folks um yeah, because agreed. like not that to knock animation or anything like that because i like i love animation too mm-hmm. i think it's amazing and um i definitely think that there can be some great t- like there's the way some ways that animation makes it better that you couldn't do in live action right but there's a lot of people that just the the thought and the fact that it's animated will turn them off. Like Agreed. my mom is kind of like that, and she likes yeah. Jessica Jones. She thought I was a, like she was never really into Marvel, and that's the one that really captured her the most yeah. and like, spoke yeah. to her the most. But I I can imagine that if uh, you know I told her, hey mom, you could finish watching it, but it's gonna be it's animated. Gonna animate She'd it. probably be like, nah. yeah, and I could be wrong. Yeah. My mom could come on here right now and tell me you're wrong. But yeah. I got but that lot, feeling. Yeah. That, and I think there's other people that are like that. That for whatever reason, yeah, they just don't connect to animated films. Well, yeah. and then there's the other option. I mean, Disney. 
I'm sorry, Netflix, but it's just true at this particular point. Disney's the juggernaut. Disney could just come in and say, look, what the fuck is it going to cost yeah, to buy out this bullshit it. contract? Because yeah. we want to carry these people over to Hulu. Yeah. You yeah. know, what's it going to take? Exactly. How? What's the offer? Exactly. How much do you want? Because we want our characters exactly. to be able to show up on Hulu. And I really feel like if they're not going to go the animated route, they need to do that. Because, uh, man, have you guys seen the trailer for Cloak & Dagger Season 2? It looks badass. It's so badass, but it's so fucking dark Mm -hmm. they're talking about let come on we need to save the streets of new orleans and they're talking about the sex trafficking and the crime and the drugs drugs. and the trailer is so dark and i think that between runaways already on hulu and then cloak and dagger on freeform they have shown that these dark adult oriented gritty shows can work outside of netflix yeah i mean so i think Pay whatever the fuck it's going to take and bring these shows to Hulu and then just yeah. fucking go f- crazy. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to call it. I'm going to say that there's going to eventually be, maybe five years from now, maybe ten, some kind of streaming service that picks up shows that were dropped. <laughs> <laughs> that's all they do is that like That'd these be beloved funny. shows yeah. that people love, they come in and provide the funding to let them come back. It's a good yeah. idea. No, I mean, like, what is the point of taking control of Hulu and having the venue to do these adult-oriented right. things and then not paying the money yeah i mean jesus endgame's about to bank exactly. a billion fucking dollars exactly. in profit use a little bit of exactly. that to buy your fucking shows back from netflix exactly That's all I'm saying. I exactly mean- well free well freaking um cloak and dagger is on hulu so they can even go there to watch that and uh freaking going back to your point tavia um <laughs> i really feel like animation they judge it alongside being childish yeah like right. they compare it to being childish so a lot of people like bill maher is yeah. turned off by it. Well, I think it's, it would just take some time to yeah. um, the same way they've done with the, with the comic book films. I think that was a struggle they they tried to get, or they had problems getting past at first. Um, yeah. And also the campiness from like the sixties and stuff of like Batman on television right. and stuff. I think they had to kind of overcome mm-hmm. a lot of those stereotypes that immediately pop into people's heads when you first even say what the film is about. Yeah. But they've been able to do it, and they've got they've you know garnered a larger fan base than I think has ever been in the whole comic book realm. Film, mm-hmm. film, paper, or whatever, but um, but yeah, I I, I really think there there's probably going to be some kind of streaming service eventually. Yeah. That just yeah. that's all they do is yeah. pick up shows that people are disappointed I, are gone, and I I'm like going to go ahead and name it. That, it's though. called pickups. Exactly. Tavia gets a ten percent of that, right? If it happens, Tavia. I called it. Yeah, I think you're right though about like you know overcoming the. I mean, they're talking about Endgame being the first film to have a three hundred million dollar opening weekend. Like, that's insane. $300 million. So I think they've overcome. And speaking of, if you guys haven't seen all of the, the critics were finally allowed to see uh, Captain Marvel and, and do come well. out publicly <laughs> with their reviews. And apparently they all love it. Yeah. And here's what I, okay, here's the mind boggling thing to me, though. Apparently, anybody who was born in the 90s or grew up in the 90s is going to love this because it's set in the 90s. Mm-hmm. They said the soundtrack is all 90s. Um, So you're going to love all that. But now here's, and I know J-Lo and Lil' Cam are all over this shit. They're like jonesing for this. <laughs> Apparently, there are six full six episodes of Friends that are shown throughout the movie. Full episodes in their entirety. Now, I don't know how they're I wonder if it's going to be from like the same season or they're going to jump around. I, like, I, I don't know. But like, and they're not saying like snippets. Every person that has written the review has said in very bold terms, in their entirety, 
six full episodes of Friends in their entirety that air throughout this film. I can't wait. Now, the film is only two hours long. That's what I was thinking, is how do they even all fit? Well, apparently the introduction of young Nick Fury, there's a Friends episode playing, the, the classic episode where Ross gets high. Yeah. Um, that apparently takes place throughout the entire Nick Fury introduduction. So I'm guessing Nick Fury's introduction in the film is like 20 minutes long. Right. And well, the whole time we're dealing that's with... That's what I was going to say. Like, I mean, it would have to be like some weirdo who constantly watches Friends on multiple screens. Right? Like, that's the only way I can imagine. Exactly. And they're all playing at one time. Yeah. Like, I don't understand and how it could fit the, otherwise. The other thing that makes me like really, really, you know, just... Everybody, because we talk about how, like, what whether it's Groot or you know whatever. We've seen dozens of movies where we say, you know, but such and such is the the scene stealer. They yeah. steal the film. Well, apparently in this one, it's her cat, her pet cat, yeah. Goose. Goose. Which, by the way, little trivia here. Uh, geeks are kind of like, yeah, but I mean, formerly get over known it. as, <laughs> yeah, formerly known as, um, her her pet cat Goose, formerly known as Chewy. In the comic books, it's Chewy. She named it after Chewbacca, but. Because this one is set in the early '90s, and you know, coming out of the late '80s, she has the, they've changed the name of her pet in here to Goose in reference to Goose from Top Gun because she's a fighter pilot, and so they've kind of just changed that. So there's a lot of hardcore fanboys that yeah. are freaking out that it's not Chewy, that it's Goose, but yeah. whatever. Apparently, though, all the people who have seen it, and all the critics say Goose steals the show. Goose is like an an integral part to the storyline. It, it has a lot to do with her. Um, and how she develops. And one critic even went so far to say that they would die for that cat. Oh, man. Like, I mean, I'm It's like, just such a weird name for a cat. It's it's always weird when people use another animal right. name for another animal. Right. It's like naming your cat puppy. I mean, it's just yeah, right, odd. Right. <laughs> like, but, I mean, well, hopefully they reference that Goose is Goose from Top Gun. Yeah. But still, I think Chewie is cuter because yeah. he's, he's yeah, a fictional Chewy. character yeah. and not like well, a real animal. <laughs> my thing is, is that in Civil War, we heard Spidey reference the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So Star Wars exists in the Marvel in universe, the universe. So I mean, it would be okay to name it Chewie. Yeah. I mean, clearly, think. if Star Wars exists, yeah. then what's wrong with Chewie? Yeah. But and um, you know, I'm you gonna know. get a rabbit and name him Kitten. There you oh, go. there you go. There you go. <laughs> now, just for anybody out there, no spoilers, but we will let you know the trend of uh, post-credit scenes that Marvel likes to do continues. There are two post-credit scenes. One that uh, takes place right after the film ends, before the credits, and then one after the credits. Apparently, both are integral to moving forward. Uh, one will have you crying, apparently. The other will have you, and this is the weird one, but apparently the second one involves, again, a Friends episode and will have uh. you more pumped to see Endgame than ever before. <laughs> now, I don't understand how the Friends episode gets you ready for Endgame. I, I, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm going to trust these critics uh. and say, now my curiosity I'm just going to say it. It's It might be difficult for me to pay attention to the actual movie and not just watch the Friends episode in the <laughs> <laughs> in <laughs> fucking Captain Marvel. Okay, okay. Look, yeah. like, and for for all you guys who don't know, which by this point, if you don't know what's wrong with you, listen to the show. I'm a little <laughs> older than the rest of the gang, what? and so they were. They no. were. Yeah, what? No. 
Um, so they're poking fun at me because I'm making fun of them about Captain Marvel with the 90s. But I loved Bumblebee, and it's because it was set in the 80s, yeah. and like the entire fucking soundtrack was all 80s. The, all the references were 80s, uh, and I was just loving it. Much like JLo just said, I was like singing every song. Mm-hmm. I, I for there were moments during the film I got caught in the 80s yeah. and not paying attention to the film. It's true. Yeah. So I can see where you guys might have that problem. Yeah, um, you know. Oh, and newsflash before we move on. Did anybody catch that news a couple uh, weeks ago? They have officially announced that um, Witwicky and Shia LaBeouf and everything you know about Transformers, forget it. Done. Forget it. Over. It doesn't matter. Bumblebee is the official reboot. They are rebooting the Transformers franchise, yeah. and it starts with Bumblebee. Yeah. That's awesome. So there yeah, you go. See what happens. Forget all that. Yeah. Maybe, Shia LaBeouf, maybe they just, you know, they just didn't like, like it. Eh, can we yeah, just forget Shia? Yeah, just, you know. just do it! Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of that. <laughs> well, get back on track now because we were in the Michael, we went into like a whole Marvel, like superhero mm-hmm. kick, Alpha Michael Coulter. So back to Netflix. Yes. Uh, back to Netflix. Uh, they just opened a production hub, a physical production hub in Toronto. Mm. Man, they already got two things going on. They got a Del Toro pick going on and they have uh, another important one going on too but it's just crazy because they're just all over the world yeah apparently they 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 went and got this for this guillermo del toro anthology thing mm-hmm. that they're doing i mean they needed space or whatever and i'm yeah. like you just freaking you bought a studio in, in santa, santa fe. fe you're building this huge new one in la you don't have space right. but apparently they didn't um so yeah and this thing is huge man yeah. it says they're gonna lease four sound stages along with office space totaling one hundred and sixty four thousand square feet mm. like it's huge yeah um Man, they're spending a lot of money. And apparently they like those four sounds because that's equivalent to Cinescape Studios that they also did uh, that we announced over in London. We remember we said they opened up one over near Pinewood Studios. That's also four sound stages, 84,500 square feet. So J-Lo and I were talking about this the other day. If you guys are paying close attention, they're, they're handling the hubs. Yeah. They've got L.A., they've got Canada, they've got London. If they open in Atlanta, Australia, and New York, every entertainment hub where you make TV and movies, they've got. Yeah. So anybody who thinks that they're not coming hard, they're coming hard. Yeah. I mean, oh, in Santa Fe, and they're in New Mexico, which apparently is another huge hub lately. Yeah. So man, look out! I, I mean, yeah, they're not that, playing around. Yeah, like I was saying, like they're spending a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah, it's really insane. I mean, they just ordered a new comedy series, Medical Police, with the Children's Hospital team. Yeah. And both of these people from Children's Hospital are coming back, Aaron Hayes and Rob Hubel. Yep. So Hubel, yeah, they're coming back from to work with the team again, so that's pretty interesting. So they're continuing their strategy of new content yeah. television shows, yeah. shows, but they're not backing off a film either. No, freaking, oh my gosh, The Highwaymen. Oh. They just released a trailer for this. It's coming out in March. It is about the police officers that are chasing Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. We heard about this a couple of years ago because they actually filmed it by where we're at uh, in New Orleans. And so we had heard that Kevin Costner and Woody Harrison were filming in New Orleans, but now the whole premise of this thing has come out. And like JLo said, I really like this because we've heard the Bonnie and Clyde story countless times. Right. You know, they've done documentaries, they've done series, they've done television movies, they've done the huge theatrical movie with uh, um, Warren Beatty and Faye Dunaway, which was massive hit and everything. Yeah. But this one is told from the point of view of the police officers yeah. of that that hunt. Well, Texas Rangers right. that hunted them down and eventually took them out. Yeah. And in fact, like I think. 
think if uh, right, JLo, they don't even show Bonnie and Clyde. No, I they're mean, not like, listed on IMDb at all. Like, yeah, there's no actor like officially for them. So that there's like doubles um, because. It, it is something that you kind of think about when you watch the Bonnie and Clyde movie. When you think about the story, is like you know, a, as a viewer of a film, you want you want to be on the protagonist side. That's mm-hmm. just the way we're wired. As we see right. it, we see their perspective, and yeah. we're rooting for them. But when you think about it from an outside perspective, you're like, well, they were like killing people yeah, too, and they weren't necessarily guys. like very good. Yeah. So why? Well, and if I'm not mistaken, the the Texas Ranger that Costner is playing was actually retired mm. or near retired and came out came of back. retirement yeah. to come get Bonnie and Clyde because they couldn't. Get get the job done and they're like we got to get this guy you know and he took it on as like a personal mission to get these people so i mean super crazy this like i feel like they're coming with the movies man like it's completely changed i a while ago i felt like they were way better with the television side but i feel like they're really trying to balance it out i mean kevin costner and woody harrelson that's big stars huge people yeah i feel like their first huge star was probably will smith with bright like their first A lister, which we can't we can't leave out. They're doing the sequel to Bright, also. Oh yeah, yeah. see, so like, that's in production. So yeah, it's, uh, they're really making a push towards the film side. Even more so, they're releasing a Motley Crue biopic. The oh. same thing that Bohemian Rhapsody did. They are doing the same thing on Netflix called The Dirt. Oh man, it looks the intense. trailer looks it like just crazy. Yeah, and we were talking about this earlier too. What we really like about this one is that it looks like they're going to highlight each member of Motley Crue individually and kind of show you their story about where they came from, yeah. how they got into the band, where how they end up, and it looks yeah, just because they all have so much shit going on yeah. with them. Freaking yeah. what's his name? The guitarist like is basically an old man and has drug problems, yeah, and yeah. like Tommy Lee, yeah. It's just, mm, I cannot wait. Oh my gosh, I love though Tommy Lee. Like <laughs> they make reference to where he's wearing his sister's pants. Yeah, and uh, she's like, "Those are my pants," and he's like, "Yeah, but they look better on me." Yeah. And then I told JLo, I said, "I don't know how many people know this, but Steven Tyler was asked once about." what uh dude looks like a lady was that about him and he's like no actually it's after i met motley crew i wrote that song about motley crew because <laughs> yeah. they all look like lead they all look like girls so dude looks like a lady is actually about motley crew <laughs> and when i saw that scene i'm like there it is i mean that's what steven tyler's talking about because dude straight up look like yeah, a girl but yeah. i mean but yeah. I'm super excited about both of these films coming out. They're both coming out in March. March. Yeah. So that's that's exciting. Yeah, man. not I mean... far away. Oh, man. And speaking of biopics, uh, freaking Netflix brings another one. Chris Hemsworth is going to star as Hulk Hogan. What? Yeah. Yeah, the mighty pythons, yeah, right? right? Like, like the pythons. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be... I mean, he's big enough. Yeah, honestly. I mean, he's had a crazy life. He's... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's... Chris Hemsworth, though, I mean, like... I guess somebody saw him playing Thor. He's like yeah. long blonde hair, that huge makes sense. muscles. Yeah. I mean, can, and he can act. I yeah, mean, it's gonna be <laughs> this is gonna be a fun. One. I did see somebody did a mock up of Chris Evans as Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh really? <laughs> like so? I don't know if they're trying to get a cast all Avengers. That would be hilarious. Oh my goodness! It would. What I would like to see is I wonder if they're gonna do like what we just were talking about with the Motley Crew and show kind of like all the aspects of his yeah. life. Because for people who don't remember Hulk Hogan. Was like he played a character called Thunderlips yeah. in the Rocky movie, and he was like <laughs> yes. re- trying to box. I forgot. Or, about I guess that. Rocky was trying to box him, but he was wrestling. Yeah, you see this great scene where he hoists Rocky above yeah. his head and body slams yeah. him. Yeah, so he like has to run out of the ring and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. So I would love to see Chris Hemsworth as Hulk Hogan in a scene like a recreating yeah. that scene. I don't know who they'd get as young Rocky. Oh, but yeah, young Sly. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. I can't wait to see how this turns out. <laughs> this next one. I'm going to try 
to attempt. Me. Uh, <laughs> gonna, gonna try to make a phone call. <laughs> right. Damn telemarketer. Try to attempt this name. Uh, mm. Nahachakata Khan. She is a showrunner over at 20th Century Fox. Yeah, you want to try that name? Nana Nanachaka? Not not no. I like how you said it. Let's let's just go with Mrs. Khan. Mrs. Khan. <laughs> she's a showrunner over at 20th She was a showrunner over at 20th Century Fox. She signs an overall deal with Universal now. She was responsible for Speechless and Fresh Off the Boat. So that's going to be a huge gain for Universal. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. just the continued war. Mm-hmm. Like they're all cherry picking each other. Like Seriously. Hey, damn, no, we need you over here and yeah. But I really feel like they're all just like lagging. They're all trying to chase Netflix and Disney. Yeah. And so they're all trying to cherry pick to see who can give yeah. them the best opportunity to chase down Disney and, and Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's all right. I'm going to get all the best people when I have my streaming service called Pickups. Pickups. Pick <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm going to get the best. Yes, it'll be great. What, the question is, what's your jingle? Oh, I, I I don't know. See? See? You put me on the spot. <laughs> Again, that's two weeks in a row you want me to sing. Um, next week she'll have a jingle for pickups. It'll be fantastic. Be prepared. Be prepared. <laughs> Write that shit. Oh, my I'm God. I'm steal the, the theme song from How I Met Your Mother, the Puzzles theme song. There you, you go. Pickups. There you go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And, of course, we cannot have industry news without talking about – we've kind of mentioned the juggernaut, but you no, know. We, uh, we got a, some news about the juggernaut. The Mouse House, Disney. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. Um, if you think that they're not prepared to launch the streaming service, Disney Plus, at the end of the year, you're wrong. This is crazy. They've got a plan. Yeah, Iger announced this week that they have 18 movies and 16 television series Damn. in various stages of development that will be ready for the launch of yeah. the streaming service by wow. the end of the year. Now, they've announced some. You know, we, we, we know uh, the live-action Marvel series yeah. with the Star Wars series. Yeah. Um, so, But 18 mm. films, 16 series. That So apparently there's a lot they're not yeah, exactly. telling us. Like, are, these are going to be brand-new characters, I'm guessing, brand-new uh, stories. I, like, no telling. Oh, my goodness. And he also fouled that up with saying that they were in the process of also um, – purchasing licensed content mm-hmm. or repurchasing licensed content, yeah. meaning content that's made from other people other than Disney that they would do, yeah. like Friends on Netflix right. or whatever. So, yeah. hmm. Do you we'll think see. some of the ABC content will be on there? I, I mean, mean, there's look, t- while Disney owns ABC, there is a lot of content that runs on ABC that is made by other companies yeah. that aren't Disney-owned. Yeah. So, And then plus, like, all the ABC stuff is already on Hulu, so... Yeah. I'm just really interested to see what this content is going to be. Yeah, and of which when Disney's finished, they'll own Hulu. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. We'll we'll have to see. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And and this crazy news. Do we need more Wizard of Oz? I don't know, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a classic. It is. I watch it every time I see it. It's one of those ones that, you you know, and it's it's beloved and and rightfully so. But But do we need more? Right. Like, I was not a fan of the James Franco version. Like, that was so bad. Well, apparently, Legendary Entertainment thinks we need some more. Mm. They announced that they're going to be doing a new series. Yeah. I don't know where it's going to get picked up. I don't know where it's going to air, but they're in development of a new Wizard of Oz series. Yeah. And apparently it's going to focus on characters who haven't already been focused on. Mm. Um, It takes place after... 
after the the witch comes back from exile, but yeah. I'm guessing before Dorothy kills her. Right. Um, and that's an all out war in Oz, yeah. and apparently some sort of a servant girl yeah. is going to be like the hero that hmm. tries to keep the war yeah. at bay. Or so yeah. that's the premise. It seems very like ABC Disney esque, to be honest, or Hulu. I, I don't I, know. I, maybe Hulu. It feels I mean, that the way. The original Wizard of Oz books were very dark yeah. and gritty and like hardcore. Yeah. You know, the the, the movie just made it very, yeah. you know, but it's not like that. So yeah. maybe a dark all out war in Oz version. Mm. I mean, like a walking dead, but in Oz right. kind of a oh, thing. Oh my goodness. It's going to be crazy. It really is. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> well, switching it over to music a little oh, bit. Oh my goodness. I know a lot of people. I don't know a lot of people. Maybe you people. You people as in you two, you, you two you on people. the couch. Yeah, right, right. Uh the Jonas brothers are getting back together. You guys don't care. Okay. No. 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 Yeah, we I don't either. Uh, and Crickets. they're simply going to be titled Jonas. That's right. They're following in the giant footsteps of Hanson. Hanson. They've decided to just be known as Jonas. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? No, like, yeah. I I don't know who's interested in this. I feel like the only one that's really successful now is Nick Jonas because yeah, he's like yeah. done his own music and he's also been in like Jumanji and shit. Right. So. Uh, he's that's... actually a pretty decent actor. Yeah. Really I think that Nick should follow along the lines of Justin Timberlake and not worry about this whole reunion with the brothers. Damn, just my that's opinion. Cold. Just, <laughs> look, if Kevin got married and tried to be a family man, I'm sorry if you're broke, bro. But Nick's got some just have nick float you some money bro it's okay you don't need a no. jonas reunion which and one's married to sophie turner mm. is that nick no no that that's nick? uh joe right that, oh joe yeah. okay. and joe for a little while i think emily right like you know maybe um wasn't he fronting like another band he joined like another band for a little while yeah. right and they had like one song yeah and they the were radio. like a really weird fucking band mm. it's like is that Joe yeah. Jonas with them? Like, what the... F- yeah. It was really weird. So it seems like the other brothers can't capitalize on the one brother success. So right. they're like, we have to come back together. Right. I just... I mean, like... Who cares? Again, Nick, follow Justin. Yeah. I'm just saying, you seem to be really smart. You've invested the money wisely. You can act. You can sing. Follow Justin. Damn, Do it. Dustin. <laughs> just saying! Nick, Leave your family. Dustin don't have that Hanson mentality. Like, forget them brothers. What? Sync still likes Justin? I mean, they don't all hate him, but he went his way, and he's like, They sorry, blood, guys. bro. They look exactly alike. They it's all, true. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah. Every time they look in the mirror, they're like, I hate you. Yeah. And they be talking about their brother. Right. Not okay. No, Mm-mm. it's not okay. Mm-mm. It's okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's my opinion. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no one cares about the Jonas Brothers. All maybe right. maybe we'll get Nick on the show, but I, I think yeah. the other two are probably... Yeah. Well, Sam, Dustin, whenever you have your not. hit single, we're going to lock you in the room. <laughs> you ain't allowed to leave. That's right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> some good news. Ariana Grande breaks a record for the most simultaneous top 40 Billboard Hot 100 hits by a female artist. She has 11 songs on her album, and they're all in the top 40. Yeah, and this is a dubious record of which she joined another group yeah. that has, was able to. And I'm just going to get the hate mail. I don't give a shit. Like, they, the, the headline <laughs> was, fine. Ariana Grande joins the Beatles. No. No. <laughs> I like Ariana Grande, okay? I've always been a fan. I think she, I think that girl can sing. She can sing her face off. I um, like her music. She should never be included in the conversation with the Beatles. No. You don't put 
anybody in the conversation with the Beatles. Like that had no, no I don't give a shit if she matched the record. You don't say Ariana Grande joins Beatles. No. 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 Yeah. So maybe Ariana Grande reaches Beatles record of there you go. top 100 there you or whatever, go. you know? Sure. Yeah. See, you should sure. be the headline writer. Yeah. 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 But joins Beatles? No. 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 They didn't even let that other drummer like be right. a part of it. I mean, exactly. <laughs> like, Does anybody know the fifth Beatle? Exactly. Oh. He's like with our, our Ariana Grande. Are you talking about Ringo? <laughs> no, no, no. They oh. know Ringo. The fifth oh. Beatle. The, the fifth Beatle, the drummer that was there before Ringo, and then many people don't know, was there while Ringo was there and played on a lot of the albums, but nobody ever. It's just really... like them other two uh, Destiny's Child girls. One That's of them right. whose name was Latavia. Mm-hmm. No one remembers Latavia. Nobody remembers me. Does <laughs> anybody, does anybody actually remember that Destiny's Child was five? Yeah, oh, it was five. five of them. Yeah, yeah. I, see, I don't even remember the other girl. Yeah. I remember Latavia. I don't remember what the other girl's name. Wow. No, nope, me either. But every all oh, they wow. just remember Kelly and and uh, uh, Michelle, right? Uh, yeah, 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 Kelly, Michelle, and, and Beyonce. Beyonce. It was but all were, centered around yeah. Beyonce. Yeah, it's just what. It and is. The, the funny thing is, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the funny <laughs> thing is, is that the other two thought. All right, go that back they, to the Beehive. Okay, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> But the other two thought that they were better and actually like broke up like yeah. the thing saying we wow. don't need you guys. Mm. I'm like uh, oops. Damn yeah. Latavia. Damn Latavia. <laughs> Damn Latavia, where you at? God. <laughs> or Latavia, I don't know how she pronounces it, but well, it doesn't matter apparently. <laughs> Damn. Justin's harsh. I know, she like, just kinda disappeared. Get, like Beyonce's like Lata what? The rest of Destiny's Child's not coming on the show. Uh the Jonas brothers are not coming on the no, show. No. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? Probably Ariana, Ariana Grande. Grande yeah, probably not coming on the show. No, yeah. I like Ariana. I just <laughs> said she doesn't need to be in the conversation with the Beatles, but I like her. Oh my I like goodness. Ariana. What, what if it was the headline? Ariana joins the Beatles, Paul and Ringo, and they went on a tour. That would be so bad. If like Ariana opened for Paul and Ringo. No, what a they weird would be show. in the same band. No, no. Yeah, exactly. What are you doing right now? That's what the headline sounded like. But you know Paul McCartney would probably perform with her. You You know know he would. He probably would. Yeah, he's a nice guy. I don't, I don't, (laughs) I I, I agree that your face is not liking that, but I I agree. I I unfortunately agree with you. He's a nice guy, (laughs) and while he says he's given it up, I don't believe him, Uh, and after enough, he probably would perform or go on tour with Ariana, and I would not be okay with this. Um, I would not be okay with this. Yeah. No, Mm-mm. I would not be okay. With yeah, this. let's not have that happen. No, James uh, Corden. Oh, speaking of, she was on James Corden, and I she? read the headline, and I need to dig further into this. But apparently, she was telling James about how she's tired of hearing her own voice and is going to step away for a little while. Really? So I don't know if that was for real or if it yeah. was a skit. I'll we'll look into that. Yeah. But I mean, I know she's been taking a lot of heat lately. Yeah. And she's been given a lot of you know. She's definitely been so. around in the in the press and the news. Uh, so maybe paparazzi. You know. Maybe she is going to step away for a little bit. I, I mean, would. It's not I like mean, she needs the money. Yeah, I mean, exactly. She, 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 if she okay? You're, if you're I mean, like living okay. Yeah, I, Sam is calling her up. No, exactly. <laughs> she needs more. Like, yeah. Isn't that what? Isn't that what? <laughs> Saya, Sia. I can never remember how you say her name, but mm. that artist. I think that's she was SZA, really. SZA. SZA. No, it's S I A. The one that was like you never saw her face. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure which one, but anyway, I think she was really popular in Australia, and it was kind of the same thing. She'd gotten like to be the center of the line. Like yeah. all the time and always being bugged and then so when she decided to 
redo her debut as a musician. She covered most of her face, though I'm sure you can find pictures of her online. But yeah. I think, I mean, that says something about what it's like to be a celebrity. If you yeah. you want to make music, you want to be an artist, but you mm. don't even want people to know what you look like. Exactly. Well, can, I mean, to be fair, though, I feel like sometimes, the, especially in the music side of the entertainment industry, people forget the music. Yeah, they're so focused on the what's going on with the person that they forget the art. Exactly. And I, I mean, sometimes maybe you have to cover your face for people to listen to the art again instead exactly. of what you're instead of you. Yeah. You know, I mean, mm, so it's crazy. It's crazy. Well, speaking of making music and distributing music, SoundCloud. The com- you know, the company that was about to be bankrupt and gone for like a couple years ago, at Chance the Rapper wanted to help save, yeah, SoundCloud, that is now about to be kind of like an anchor type. Yeah. Uh, it's going to help you launch your songs and be able to put them on Spotify, Apple, and other streaming services so that people can hear your music. So I feel like that's pretty cool if it's like a tool situation like cut edit like right if they had a whole package yeah i think i think the way I, the way i read the full briefing on it is that it's going to be like anchor where you basically create your content you just you upload it into soundcloud mm-hmm. and then you can use the tools to distribute it to the other outlets for people to hear now this is interesting though because like jlo said they were about to go bankrupt and they were basically blaming apple and spotify <laughs> for their bankruptcy yeah. but now they're going to distribute people yeah. to them like yeah. it, which is interesting this is the interesting part though like like it says that the creators who use this tool f- through soundcloud uh and distribute their their stuff keep a hundred percent of their rights uh to the song and keep a hundred percent of uh the distribution royalties wow so and they don't have to pay any fee so they can create all this. They upload it. Oof. They put it so, out there. They send it to Apple. They send it to Spotify. And these creators keep all the money. Mm. So how does SoundCloud make money then? That's an excellent question. I guess there's a monthly fee because it says that it's um, SoundCloud Premiere. Oh. So maybe you pay like a like monthly fee for the for the subscription that, yeah. for the thing. That makes sense. But then you don't have to pay yeah. fees for the for distribution. Each song or for that each you song. Yeah. What, what if this is the beginning of the end for the record labels? Mm. Uh, I, I, potentially. Yeah. I mean, everything has gone the streaming route. Yeah. I mean, and so, wow. and we know Spotify is shifting gear and kind of focusing on podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, they just bought Anchor. Yeah. Right? So. You know, maybe this is a way for somebody to step up and fill that music gap now. Yeah. Since it seems like, and we know, I mean, I think Apple's never going to get rid of music, but they've yeah. also made a strong push towards podcasts. Yeah. So maybe yeah. since Spotify and Apple have made this like huge acceleration towards the podcast side of it, SoundCloud feels like they've got an opportunity there to maybe pick right. up a little slack on the mm. on the music. So we'll yeah. see. We'll, I mean, we'll keep following that. People yeah. are clearly comfortable with paying a small fee every month. I mean, yeah. we we do it for all types of things right. and people are much more comfortable with that and having like the uh, intimate personal control over what they do with that subscription rather than, you know, just being owned by a company and a contract. Well, so. I mean, I think about if you're I, and I don't know what the premiere, you know, SoundCloud premiere is going to cost or whatever, but if it's like 10 to 20 bucks and you're paying 10 yeah. to 20 bucks a month, but you're getting your music distributed all over Spotify and Apple, and exactly. then people are paying a dollar ninety nine per download, and you're banking off of it, exactly. and you're only paying ten or twenty bucks a month. 
I'm like, that's mm, a good deal. Yeah. I mean, I, right. you know. It's a much better way for a lot of people yeah. than, a, than a record I mean, deal. Old school way where you had to go in, into a studio, record, exactly. get the disc All pressed, this, or like, yeah. and try to distribute it, it to radio stations. It's so now much it's easier. just like, boom. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. I mean, everybody's Upload got a like fucking that. recording studio on their computer. What? Sound garage? And on their like, phone. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, we can do our whole podcast from our phone. We have a whole soundboard all computer yeah. like programs and everything yeah. we can do this whole podcast just from an app on our phone exactly you could compose an album on i mean look we were talking to antonio lapore and he said he does all of it digitally now yeah. he does all the music digitally yeah and then it, then after he gets it all done and score the way he wants it he brings in live music but he you can literally just score yeah. it on your phone and like apple mac I mean, garage band yeah garage band yeah. i mean mm-hmm. boom yeah Pretty crazy, pretty crazy. Well, something else broke in the news that I thought was pretty funny because we reported on it when it first happened. Um, Alfonso Ribeiro, yep, it, Ribeiro. Uh, cannot copyright the Carlton dance <laughs> and will not go through with the Fortnite lawsuit because you can't copyright a dance, bro, no. that you stole from other people. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, maybe the worst thing he could have done is after he files this lawsuit, comes out and admits that he stole the dance from right. two or three other people to begin with. Yeah. Probably not a good idea to admit when you're trying to sue for the dance. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I just so. thought that was pretty funny. People can continue to do the Carlton dance <laughs> right. and not have to worry. Exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. Carlton in peace. Carlton and Pete. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, and we want to finish industry news with some breaking news that just came out today. Oh my gosh, the Patriots owner has been caught in a prostitution sting yeah. in Florida. In Florida, Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Tommy wasn't there. He wasn't as here. far as we know. Yeah. As far as we know. Um, <laughs> but Robert Kraft, yeah. Uh, a warrant uh, has been issued for his arrest. Yep. Apparently, so. this has been like an eight month sting mm. process uh, yeah. where they were taking down uh human trafficking and That's, sex trafficking um ring yeah. along with prostitution apparently these girls were were sex trafficked mm-hmm. and the women that have been uh, arrested and accused of running all this had set up fake massage parlors and it was actually a prostitution Damn. going on yeah um and apparently robert Kraft was um a part of it a part of That's it crazy reading the article right here it says roughly 100 men were arrested in an yeah. eighth month period yeah, and Oof. Kraft apparently last month on two occasions solicited one of these girls yeah. um, at mm-hmm. the at the parlor. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, uh, it's he at least he's not married anymore. At least right. his wife passed. I mean, his wife passed. I mean, yeah. and he was with her forever. And I mean, you know, he's been dating. I, and that forgive me, supermodel I, yeah, or I forget her name, but you know, he's been with her off and on since 2012. And yeah, I mean. Mm. Super crazy. I mean, I hate it, but yeah. I mean, you know, come yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, give the old guy a break, right? Break that Kit Kat bar. Come on, know, he's got to hang around Tom all day with Giselle, and, exactly. and it's like, come on, I need something. <laughs> oh man. So, and something else I uh, just saw: HBO is going to get sued for um, that Michael Jackson. Yeah, that Michael Jackson docu series. Yeah, hundred million dollars. Yeah. Or something. I personally think this one's going to end the way that uh, when the family tried to sue Disney and yeah, ABC, ABC for, for their other, documentary. Yeah. Um, I just documentaries are very tricky situations, yeah. and you can pretty much, yeah. I mean, a documentary is documentary, and I, I, in my opinion, documentaries are opinion. Exactly. So you can, you know, a do- you're telling yeah. your opinion yeah. of what you think that perspective, right? So ugh, craziness, craziness. We'll see. Yeah, we both of see. those situations will keep you. Um, up to date on. Yes, we will. Flurry Floyd situation. 
For the last 18 years, East Beach Specialties has helped businesses, schools, churches, and clubs on and near the Mississippi Gulf Coast promote events, deploy effective marketing strategies, bring unique products to life, fill events with fun, and create unique giveaways. They offer products such as custom t-shirts, apparel like hats, polos, sportswear, and loungewear. They also offer corporate gifts and employee incentives, bags and accessories, social responsible products, and of course, promotional products. Visit eastbeachspecialties.com for your product because having fun is serious business. Now it is time for our guest segment. We got the one and only Autumn Reeser coming on the show. By far our biggest guest yet. I cannot wait. Oh yeah, you might know her from uh, the OC, Taylor mm-hmm. Townsend, No Ordinary Family, Entourage, Aunt, oh, Lizzie Sully, Grant. yeah, oh, my freaking... Gosh. America 2.0. America 2.0. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What I like, they're probably my two favorite characters, Lizzie Grant from Entourage and then Olivia from uh, America 2.0. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, she kicked ass. She's like, I don't take no shit. Yeah, exactly, exactly. She's coming on to promote her new Hallmark film, Love on the Menu. So that's going to be a lot of fun to talk to her about. That is coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow night. We're going to ask her all about that and... She's returning to the stage. Yeah. Yeah, she got her start in Broadway yeah. or on uh, the theater, and she's getting ready to go back. Yeah, so can't wait. Here she is. Hello. Hi, Dustin. Hey, Autumn. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, uh, we're doing good. We're doing good. First of all, let me just say thank you for joining. We know you're really, really busy with rehearsals and everything going on, so we appreciate you really taking the time to talk to us today. You're welcome, of course. Well, and officially, I guess uh, this is the official welcome inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right let me say this first of all uh you've been killing it lately i mean we've been talking and we've been getting ready for the show and, and get doing the research and of course we're all huge fans anyway so we know but i mean you ended 2018 with uh your last hallmark movie which was the highest rated show on cable on the night that it premiered mm-hmm. like 2.4 million yeah. viewers yeah. then you made your directorial debut uh, in New York with the musical reading of uh, City of Light, which was awesome. You starred in the hottest scripted podcast in the country, America 2.0. And now you're like kicking off 2019. You did your second directing, right? With uh, a musical yes. reading of Modern, right? I think it was. Yes. You got yeah. the Hallmark movie coming out, and we're going to talk about that in just a minute. And you're headed back to the stage in an acting role, right? Busy lady. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. I'm on my way to rehearsal right now. Yeah, you're right. It's kind of been nonstop now that I think about it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we're all just huge fans here. And to see the success that you've been having, it's just been awesome. Thank you. It's really, it feels really good. I feel very creatively excited right now. And um, that doesn't always happen. And so it's it's nice to be in, in that place in life. Absolutely. And, you know, it's one of the things we talk about here, too. And then we're going to obviously we want to talk all about the upcoming projects. But I think that one of the things that really resonates well with all of our listeners, because in case you didn't know, we have a ton of Autumn Reacher fans who listen to the show. They're like more than excited that you're on right now. Um, They it, it I think it's for the same reasons that we're all huge fans. When you are so inspirational, your posts and and you're you're huge on social media on Instagram, and I feel like. You, when you hit these strides that you're hitting and, and you're in a happy place and you share these stories of, of what you're going through and how you're getting, I think it's so inspirational for the people that follow you. Um, and, and you kind of like, hey, if you're having a bad day, it's okay. It's going to d- do this and that. I, I think that plays a huge part into why you have such a huge fan base. Aw, thank you. That makes me feel really good. Yeah, I, I think it's, a, you know, I think that... The- I'm always sharing what I'm going through, you know, like if I'm having a hard day, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll post something 
motivational because I need to be motivated. (laughs) If I I need to be motivated, there's got to be other people out there who need it today too. You know, we're all part of the same collective. So absolutely. And again, I I just, I really appreciate, and I know, I know everybody like that you're so real. Cause I mean, you know, people, I got to assume like, well, if autumn's going through it, then it's okay for me to go through it. You are a genuine real person. And I feel like that, that again, resonates so well with, with your fans. Yeah. Very much a people person. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And I think that's why Hallmark is such a perfect fit. Let's—I mean, let's 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 jump into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, your eighth film for Hallmark. I mean, that—that's crazy. First yes. of all, eight films. I know eight. I can't <laughs> believe it. It's so exciting. Yeah. My goal is to get get to at least ten. That's my goal. There you that's go. Your goal. I I think I think you got it. Because if, uh, <laughs> at least from the fans we've heard from, like, if you don't do a follow-up to a country wedding, things are going to get ugly. I, ju- I, just, I I'm know. So- <laughs> I, let, me, let, me, let me tell you, I've taken that idea to Hallmark, and uh, there was a positive response. So I, that's what I'm hoping to see happen as well. Oh, that would be incredible. And I'll tell you what, I mean, that seems to be the favorite amongst people. So I think, man, I'm excited for it. I can tell you that. Um, your last one was fantastic though. Season for love. Like I said, it was the mo- the most watched program, uh, on its premiere night and it just like, it was booming and it was, it was really fun. First of all, it made reference to the Dallas Cowboys and I'm a huge Dallas Cowboys <laughs> fan. So, <laughs> so I was loving it right there, uh, but yeah, it's it just, and this one has a kicking theme too, right? Coming out. Uh, the, it, it has yeah. a kicking theme as well. Yeah. In the one this summer, I was a chef and in this one, I am not a chef. I don't cook. I just work in the food business and Kevin is the chef. Right. And it's um, called uh, love on the menu, right? Yes, it used to have a different title, so I was like, "What is it called now?" It's called now called Love on the Menu. Yes, awesome. And so you're like, uh, I hope I get this right, and you could correct me if not, but you're like this corporate raider type person who wants to like use his food in like a frozen food empire. Is that right? Something along those lines. Yeah. So I I work at a frozen food company. I think I'm the head of product development, and my job is to come up with like new ideas to keep. To keep frozen foods hot. Ha ha. Wink, wink. Um, and, um, and there's a chef. I think it takes place in Seattle. And there's a chef, Hank Daniels, whose food I like. And I come up with this idea, like, let work with him to develop recipes that freeze well, that people can make at home. And so I approach him to go into business with me. We find out his... Um, his restaurant isn't doing so well, and so we start working together to get the restaurant up and running and to develop these products. And then, of course, we fall in love along the way. Because, of course. Of course. Yeah. It's a Hallmark movie. If you didn't, it wouldn't be a Hallmark movie, right? Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. Well, and you said, uh, did you? he wrote this one, right? He did, yeah, which is really cool. Now, he's on a Hallmark show, is he not? So he's got a huge following of people coming, yes. right? Yeah, he's on one called The Heart. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, we know we got plenty of Hardies. I've yeah. seen the hashtag everywhere. Yeah, right? yeah. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, when you were coming on the show, it was like Hallmarkies, Hardies, and Westies, or um, Chessies were all <laughs> everywhere. So, um, I love it. Yeah, I mean, you're huge on Hallmark, and I'm pretty sure you're aware, but, I mean, you have, like, this massive Hallmark following, yeah. so that's a good thing. Great. It makes me happy yeah. that people like these movies that we're doing. I'm well, really and happy. I wanted to talk a little bit about that too, because Hallmark itself has had just this massive growth over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's 
success in the cable industry has been huge it, yeah. from year to year yeah. it's it's in the top 15 yeah um the the countdown to christmas is the only cable channel that's seen growth year over year yeah um some films are bigger than uh some sports channel viewers exactly yeah. exactly yeah. They, so and i think that has a lot to do with because i i think i saw mr abbott say once that he bills Hallmark now as the happy place. Yeah. Like, and with all of the stuff and turmoil and kind of stuff that we're going on within society today and the world today, this is a place you can come and you're just going to find happy, uplifting, good stuff. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, so so much of the way that the news works is on fear, is on watching, you know, making mm-hmm. us afraid of each other and yeah. making us afraid to live in the world. And I think that we're, we're oversaturated with that. And you can turn on Hallmark, and there's not you're not going to get triggered by something. You're going to be soothed. You're going to get to just like take a breath, like from life. Life can be pretty hard. It can and you be. You go to Hallmark and just like you know have a glass of wine or a cup of tea and sit down with anybody in your family and be able to just be for a couple hours. And I think that's really valuable in today's day and age. There's so much uncertainty and negativity out there. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I think you you nailed it. You can sit down with your family because there's not a whole lot of family entertainment these days where you could just anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. it's young girls, young boys, husband, wives who can all just sit together and enjoy something. I mean, so it's really nice to be able to have that outlet. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And I mean, you're killing it. Like I said, eight of them. So I mean, I guess people like you. Uh, just a few. Just a few. Yeah. Although it's so, it's so funny because um, I cut my hair finally earlier this year. I've done two of these movies with my hair short, and my hairstylist was at um, a hair convention in, I want to say, like Iowa or something. And he was taking questions from the audience, and one of the ladies raised her hand and was like, Are you the one that cut Autumn Racer's hair? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I watch Hallmark and I want her hair long again. Oh, my gosh. So, I don't know. People have opinions on that. For the most part, I've gotten really positive feedback. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. All the comments that I always see is everybody saying how much they love the short hair, but apparently not. Not everybody. (laughs) I know. They they wait until my hairstylist travels, and then they're just going to, like, you know, throw it out there. Right. Yeah. Attack him. I... I love it though. You you've kind of changed up your whole look, not just the hair, but the the style and like I think it just reflects the change you're kind of going through in life, and you can see it making its progression throughout. And I, I think it's a fantastic thing. Thank you. So okay, you're you're getting ready to hit the stage again, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been really, really. I don't think I've done. I mean, I do Thrilling Venture Hour where we would. Um, you know, we have stage performances, but they're more like concert readings where you're holding your script the mm-hmm. whole time. Right. Yeah. And it's minimal rehearsal and it's a great opportunity to get back on stage, but it's completely different than um, than doing a full run of a play. And I think it's been like 15 years. I grew up in theater, but I have been fo- so focused on film and television and uh, starting a family that it, that it was not a possibility to you know, takes, take multiple months out of my schedule to do that. Right. Um, until now, I feel like life's starting to settle down a little bit. My boys are five and seven. Like I have a little bit more of the space, um, to do that. And Mm -hmm. it's been really, really fulfilling, really challenging. Um, but really fulfilling. Well, that's good. And it's called too much sun. Right. And, uh, so yeah. yeah, And yeah, it's exciting because, so it is a play. It's not a musical. It's a play. It's a play. It's um, it's a Nikki Silver play that had its premiere in New York off Broadway, oh, nice. um, like about 
three three years ago, mm-hmm. and then there was some stuff that went on where they um, were going to go to Broadway, and then they didn't, and so it hasn't been performed since and Mm -hmm. we were lucky enough to get the rights to it for the west coast premiere so this is the the first time i think that it's being performed since i want to say like 2014 at at an equity theater oh Oh, wow that's awesome and it's got it's got a pretty good run it's going to run all through march and uh half through april right yeah at the odyssey theater in la Awesome. And and towards the end, we're going to tell everybody where they can find you and, of yes. course, to watch the movie tomorrow night. Of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> um, you, you brought up Thrilling Adventure Hour, which, by the way, anybody who doesn't know, you should go definitely listen to that. Yeah. Uh, she plays Amelia Earhart, and it's fantastic. Battling Nazis, all different kinds of stuff. Yeah, right. Like, it, it's really entertaining. But um, I wanted to bring that up because of America 2.0. This It seems like a scripted podcast type thing is it, huge right yeah. now. Everybody's trying to jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. And I think you guys struck gold with America 2.0. Yeah. Um. That that was like the hottest thing going for like ever. Yeah. Um. By the way, JS says hi. Yes, JS says Aww, hi. <laughs> I love him. He's such a good guy. He is. He saw that we were interviewing. He's like, oh, be sure to tell her I said hi. Okay. <laughs> so congrats on that, though. I mean, I, in the whole political climate and everything yeah. that's kind of going on, it was so refreshing to see something political that you could actually listen to and get behind and not get angry yeah. with. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because it wasn't about taking sides. It was about telling. A, a story of mm-hmm. like hope and possibility and it wasn't um it wasn't partisan mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely and so we we have to ask i mean and we were so lucky enough to come out to la and see you guys at the america 2.0 premiere and everything and that was incredible um everybody involved with that project is just like the nicest people yeah ever. seriously um, and promote <laughs> each other like crazy i know you're like number five i think of the america 2.0 yeah. that we've had on the show um so that's pretty awesome it. But um, what I want to say is I, I think everybody's kind of hoping for a sequel because, you know, it was pretty popular. And I, I would love to see it as a TV show, yeah, honestly, honestly, as a series. So, yeah. I mean, would you be on board with that? <laughs> sure. I mean, you know, the people always ask me things like, if they rebooted the OC, would you do it? I'm always like, I'm, I'm up for anything. That's kind of like the exciting thing about my career. I never mm-hmm. know what's happening. I, I couldn't tell you if they are going to make it into a TV series or not. Um, but you know, given the right set of circumstances, most things I'm like, yeah, sure. But you know, we'd have to see if, if they make it and they're like, Oh, but we're shooting it in, I don't know, somewhere very far away over Christmas, then Mm. maybe I would say no. Right. Like, you never know. (laughs) Like, listen, there's that priority thing again. Exactly. And that's good. That's a great thing, though. I can't imagine Seth without his chief of yeah, staff, though. You exactly. got You got to They need they need to make that work if they do move forward with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's got to be there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, she was she's. And plus, I want to know what's going on with the reporter. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, they, they kind of put that out there. And we yeah, got to know. Like, mm. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. You, you've been doing a lot of work. I mentioned that you made your uh, directorial debut. So you, you've kind of moved behind the camera a little bit, too. How was that? What was that like? Were you ex- and, and now we know you're pitching to Hallmark, yeah. so that's good. <laughs> Could we see you maybe doing some behind-the-scenes stuff with Hallmark as well, behind the camera? Sure, I would definitely be open to that. That's uh, directing for me is a long term goal. It, um, it's you know, there's a lot that goes into it that um, yeah. that I'm in the learning process of at this point. I'm not like trying to push that really hard right now because because I do have so many commitments as an actor and as a parent too. So, um, but that's a, yeah, that's a goal of mine for sure. 
Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up, uh, the parent, because I, th- I think that's, what, again, why you have a lot of fans. Uh, it, I mean, you are so inspirational, so many women, because you're out there and you're just killing it. You, you, never once does it appear like you ever are not there for the family. All the all the posts that you make with the boys. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, you're clearly wholly, fully involved as a parent and working. And I think that, I mean, so many women out there look at that and go, well, yeah, it can be done because I think a lot of people fear, like, if do I have a kid? Do I not? Can I do this? And I mean, we talked about right at the beginning of the interview, how busy you've been over the last year or so. And yet not once mm-hmm. have you neglected on the, on the parenting side yeah. of it, which is huge. Yeah, it's definitely challenging. You know, I think anybody out there who's a, who's a working parent is just, it's, it's a huge challenge. And I think, the thing for me is being present where I am. Um, like I used to try and like be with my kids and like answer emails Mm -hmm. and it was just, it was stressful. And if anybody who's a parent knows, like the second you get on a, on a phone call around your kid, that's when they need to talk to you. Like they've been ignoring (laughs) you for the past hour. And then the second you get on a phone call, they're like, mom, mom, mom. So I just, um, I stopped trying to do both. And it basically, it, it means you, sacrifice some things like there are just times where I'm like no I'm not available to go on that meeting because I have my kids in that in that time mm-hmm. and so that just it, it's it's made everybody's stress level go way down to just be where I'm at and to be realistic and honest about my limitations with the people in my life to not try and please everybody um, and to just go like, sometimes I have to tell people, I'm like, I'll see you in three months. Right. Like, I literally <laughs> do not right now because of my commitment to my kids and these projects. And mm-hmm. that's where, what's bringing me life and joy. I'm like, I like literally we can go to lunch in three months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to be willing to, to disappoint people in, in order to, to serve these things that, that are high priorities. Right. And for me, that is being a good parent and, um, you know, being the best artist that I can be. I, I, lo- I love that. You have to be willing to disappoint people. Mm-hmm. That, I think that's so, that's a great thing. Cause I think a lot of people have a hard yeah. time doing Honestly, that. Honestly, I wish more people would. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, it's like you got, you just need space away every exactly. now and then like, Nope, I'm, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. So, um, um, so yeah. So what, what's coming up? We got the movie coming up. Uh, what's, what's the future look like for you? What, what do you have going on beyond the play beyond the Hallmark movies? We know you said you want to try to do 10 and you pitched one, but what, what's it looking like for you? Um, I mean, I've got the play for the next couple months. I'm finishing up a movie that I started last year called La Llorona that we, um, shot it down in Mexico Oh, nice! and, um, didn't finish. We have some underwater work to oh, do. Oh, cool. Um, wow. Yeah, that we need to do here in LA, and so I'm. I know I'm going to do that at some point this spring, and then the the play I think runs until the end of April, um, and then that's the kind of. I mean, that's what's exciting about my career is yeah. you never know what's coming next because you could be like, oh, I'm not doing anything, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're in Mexico or right. you're <laughs> South America. Like you just, you just never know. Yeah. Um, and, it, and most of it happens really quickly. So we'll see. The next, I know that I'm basically spoken for for all of spring. There you go. And then yeah. um, would like to do another movie for Hallmark this summer. And then we'll Very see. cool. Oh, absolutely. And then hopefully that, that follow up to a country. When yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what I, 
Uh, well, I, I should say, though, the movie that you just mentioned that you were filming, uh, the, the Hallmark fans are going to love that one because there's a, there's another person from the Hallmark that you've done, what, two movies with, correct? Oh, yeah. Antonio's in it. Antonio yeah. Cupo. We've done two, um, two Hallmark movies with. Very He's nice. in La Llorona. But it's very different. It's very dark. It's a horror movie. Right. Like, wow. Like, let's have it that I'm not like, if you love Hallmark movies, you'll love this scary, supernatural horror. <laughs> Um, no, it's very, very dark. Um, and, but sometimes also, again, like I need to go and do that type of work because like just to stretch myself as an actor too. Absolutely. Valley, Valley of Bones, a great example. I yeah, mean, that was exactly. like a, a hardcore drama that was totally yeah. away from the romantic comedy type stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. And my character was not a, not a very likable character, certainly not a heart centered um, character like most of the the Hallmark characters are. Right. She was very closed, yeah. and um, that was a good challenge to be like, okay, how do I how do I play this character who's the lead of this movie who's mm-hmm. not particularly likable? Yeah, and doesn't want to be liked. She's very walled off, um, and that was a great challenge. Yeah, that, that the first scene early on with the son, where it's like yeah. she could like really, oh, the son doesn't yeah. want to talk to me. Oh well, yeah, kind of exactly. <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is different. But yeah, yeah it was it was yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, it was honestly yeah. really crazy because getting prepared for this interview, we were watching like different clips of what you've been in and stuff, and we watched the George Lopez episode <laughs> where you were a bully, and we thought that was just so weird because you're like the nicest person ever. Yeah. You give her, you give her a good shove here. <laughs> Yeah. pillow. I was like, what is this going on? Like, I forgot. Yeah, and I, there's so much. I was on this show that was short-lived when I was uh, playing teenagers still called Birds of Prey. Uh-huh. Yes. I was a bully on that one, too, and my line was something. I was teasing the main girl, and my line was like, hey, zipper girl. <laughs> like, that's all I remember from it, and yeah. I'm like, that was the insult. Oh, you know, my gosh, like that's great. WB show, I think. And yes. Girl. Oh, you have no Why idea. You, you have no like idea. The fanboys just went crazy. Yeah. I just went crazy because I'm, I'm a geek. I'll admit, I'm a comic geek. Birds of Prey was an awesome show. I hated that yeah. it got canceled. Oh my God, so. you know it. Oh yes, God, of course funny. I know it with Black Canary and Batgirl. And, oh, yeah. Like, I was, yes, it was huge. And I'll tell you what else. I, it was awesome to see you with another, like, fanboy geek moment. Uh, Kevin Weissman and Human Target. Oh, my goodness, I went back yeah. and watched Human Target. Yeah. I watched it. Yeah, when it was first on, but then I was streaming it again, and I was like, "Oh, wait a minute, Autumn's in here. Yeah, Autumn's in it. I didn't even realize." But so now he's on like a a Marvel show with a bunch of my other friends, which is really cool. Yeah, Yeah, Runaways. Runaways. Oh, now she's really killing it with the fanboys. We love Runaways too. She really is. And I'm sure you saw. We all, all of us here, we were like, when they announced that they were cast in Lois on Supergirl, we're like, "Please, please." Yeah, we were pushing for you. You guys are sweet. You would definitely be a kick-ass Lois Lane. Yeah, There's no definitely. doubt about it. I mean, that, that would be kick-ass. <laughs> so, okay, fanboys are checked. Right, Hallmarkies right. are checked. One, what else do we one, have? One more fanboy reminiscing about some of your previous characters. I just got done watching Entourage, and man, oh, talk yeah. about a strong female character when she's sticking up to Ari. That was just epic. Lizzie yeah. Grant. She, she's my favorite, hands down. Yeah, <laughs> Lizzie Grant, I think, is my favorite character of all time. Yeah, uh, I mean, the way, yeah, the, just yeah, just brilliant. your interaction with Piven was just honestly amazing. I loved that. It, that was so much fun. I, I learned a lot from playing that character too, because she was so outspoken and sure of herself, mm-hmm. and that that was not how I felt in my life during during that period of time, and so. I learned a lot from from stepping into her shoes. Yeah, Lizzie, nice. Lizzie didn't take any shit. No, she did it. <laughs> she was like, not going to do she it. She was like, listen, you did this to me, so I'm going to expose you to the world. And, yeah, and, exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen Deadline? Yeah. What? Uh-oh. But um, we, we, we have to because, I mean, we can't do an interview without you and not mention because fans would get the OC. The OC. Obviously. I mean, I think everybody, Taylor Townsend, right? Uh, it's like insane the amount of people that you have that, that are fans of yours and follow still to this day from the OC. Yeah, thank goodness. I know that show meant a lot to a lot of people and mm-hmm. sort of that character. And so... I feel really lucky that I was a part of it. Yeah, I, I mean, huge. And and who knew, right? He ended up on a fanboy show of uh, Gotham. Yeah, uh, Commissioner know? Gordon. Yeah, Ben. Oh, yeah, ben, yeah, that's right. So it's all connected. Exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> it's all connected. Yeah, that, that, that was hilarious. She posted the other day or something like with the robe. And it's like, didn't I wear this in OC? And it just blew up. Yeah. OC, You're OC, like, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, suddenly, I was thinking about that when I was wearing it. I was like, why do I own this? Because it's not my style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had it forever. And I was like, what? We're on Earth, and then I was like, I think this has to have been from a show. Oh my goodness! This has to have been from a show, and then I suddenly was like, I think this is from the OC, and luckily everybody confirmed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> quickly. Yeah, yes, it's this episode. Yeah. That episode. I was like, wow. Oh, um, so good. I know, and the costumer from the show confirmed it. Oh, oh. On, uh, <laughs> well, there you go. Claire, you would know. <laughs> you would. <laughs> and then she sent you the bill. No, I'm just, kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh. Also, though, I, I want to bring up, too, for people who don't know, because uh, and they should be following you on Instagram if they don't, you are a fantastic photographer. Yeah, seriously. Um, the the, the oh, pictures you. that you post are just absolutely beautiful. You really have, like, an eye to capture this stuff. Yeah. It's one of the things I love the most following it is seeing all the yeah. different locations when you're filming or just on vacation yeah. and these beautiful shots Oh, that my you goodness. Get. The bookstore one? Was, yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was the really bookstore cool one. one was epic. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, when Thank you're in you. the mountains or wherever, you just have a real eye for it. And, and keep doing that, please, because and there's an Thank avenue you. there, too. You could totally be behind yeah, a camera yeah. somewhere. Definitely. That's what I love about Instagram, too. I love being able to communicate visually. I mean, I was an artist first. I was trained as an artist growing up, and I had an art scholarship, and um, my dad was a photographer, and I took a lot of photography classes, and so I always thought that was um, something that I would pursue, um, but then obviously went and followed the, the acting route, and so it's been really nice with the invention of Instagram Absolutely. to sort of get get to share that side of myself with people too. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. You could definitely, I mean, uh, there's like every now and then there's like, I wish you would sell that one. I wish I could buy that one. Like, like seriously. I'll take it on an iPhone. I know every now and then I start going like, Oh, I should get my camera out again because I used to shoot on film. And then I finally like updated to like a good Canon digital, but the ease of the iPhone is just, it's so hard to beat. I I think if I was realistic with myself, I'm like, I'm not going to be taking a, a full analog camera everywhere. I just know yeah. myself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? Again, knows her. Li- I, yeah. It's just fantastic. So real too. Plus I got to imagine with the kids and everything, that'd be a little difficult right. to carry all the gear <laughs> yeah, around. Exactly. All the time. That's when I stopped taking photos of my actual camera when I had kids. And then it was like, okay, so I'm going to travel with my camera and the diaper bag and <sighs> the bottles and all of this stuff. And it was just, the camera was the first thing to go. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, completely understand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, but so uh, yeah, just I, like I really want to stress this for people who aren't following you and, and we've, we've going to put up your social media handles and everything, but Instagram, especially because you're, you're just, 
very inspirational, be it the pictures that you post or the, the, the comments that you leave, or I love the quotes every day and the different things that you do. Um, I just, I think your society needs more people like you, somebody who's been through some stuff, but didn't let it take it down and finds the positive and everything and can somehow, you know, let people know that everything is okay. And I just, if there were more people like you, I think society would be far better. Thank you. That's so sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so everybody follow her autumn underscore research on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's hard not to be inspired by you. So, yeah. And, and congratulations again on all of the success. Um, so love on the menu. That's uh, tomorrow night. It premieres tomorrow night, uh, 7 PM, right? I think it's at eight, eight. Well, I'm in the central, so I always right, say yeah. I think it's at eight. Okay, eight p.m. So seven p.m. my time, but uh, <laughs> or anybody in the central zone. Um, so that's tomorrow, and then uh, again, it kicks off. You kick off the play. Too much sun. When March what? Uh, March second. We open next weekend. And l- like I said, just best of luck with the play and everything that you're doing. And um, what we like to do uh, towards the end of the interview is we always like to have because we do have a lot of listeners also that um, are trying to get into the industry or might be scared to take that jumper what advice would you have for somebody trying to get into the industry or maybe what pitfalls to avoid trying to get into the industry um get into acting class so many people get out here and they're like i need headshots and an agent and it's like no you need to learn how to do the job first that's right (laughs) you know it's it's like don't go and get all the tools and it's like people who are like gonna go skiing and they go buy all the ski gear but they have no idea they've never been skiing before (laughs) that's a great analogy hell yeah okay maybe just for a little bit like get your you know um it's that's how that's my advice like read everything you can and I don't mean just necessarily about the industry just read about stories like you're a storyteller so um get to know yourself go to therapy I recommend that to everybody just period um and you're gonna need it in this industry (laughs) and um yeah and start training you know, don't worry about all the other stuff. It comes. Yeah, absolutely. That's great advice. And, and mm-hmm. we can, we hear that from a lot. Almost all of our guests, that same I- advice, you know, classes, learn classes and train constantly. Um, who was it? I think William Daniels, Mr. Feeney said, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm a professional auditioner. Exactly. You know, you're always yeah. kind of, you know, learning the craft. And so that's great yeah. advice. Um, yeah. Just, we couldn't be more happy that you joined us on the show today, honestly. Yeah. Um, just truly a wonderful yeah. person. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for putting positive content out there in the world. Of uh, course. I mean, you know, I try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not nearly as good at it as you are. I'm learning, but, uh, you know, I try. I think you're great. Oh, well, thank you so much. And so I, nice. So yeah. Nice. Like I said, we're all huge fans. My daughter just loves you. She hated she couldn't be here for the interview today, yeah. but... um. Aww. So sweet. Well, well, okay. Open invite, by the way. Uh, yeah. If the uh, you know, we definitely want you to come back on and talk about the next project, uh, and especially the next Hallmark movie, um, or just anytime you want to come on and shoot the shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know? anytime. Anytime. Thank Open you. invite. I Oh yeah, we like I said we can't be uh, more appreciative that you came on, and we're gonna let you go because I know you're probably headed back to doing something because you're always busy. So um, <laughs> back to more rehearsals. There it is. Um, and uh, thank you, Autumn. We really appreciate you coming on. Like I said, anytime you're wel- more than welcome. Thank you. It was really nice talking to you guys. You too. Thank you. Take care now. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. 
Man. Wow. So epic. It's such I, she, a good interview. She's, yeah. And she's so real, bro. Yeah. And go to therapy because you're going to need Everybody it in this industry. Needs to, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I love how real she exactly. is. Exactly. That, that's the best part about it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it just that yeah. cracks me up. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll see you in three months. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll schedule that lunch. Okay. January 31st. Thank you. But, but you know, though, like, I feel like she's probably like, like just there are so many people out there that feel like maybe if they miss a lunch they're yeah, screwed. Exactly. And she I love that she's gotten to the point where she's like, No, it's yeah. gonna be three months from now. Yeah, and if listen. I miss out on something, oh well. Yeah. Cause this is what I have to do. Is, and just yeah. more people need to be like that. Agreed. I think, so. Agreed. Thank you again, Miss Autumn Reeser, for coming yes. on the show. All right, now it is time for the top five segment. Man, this week it was rough. Top five movie sequels. See, I didn't have a tough time with this one. Mm, I, I thought yeah. I would, but I didn't. Nah. Right, right. Ladies, ladies first. <laughs> I bet this is going to be an eclectic group, though. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, Tavia. Yeah, sequels are weird. There's not very many that are better or as good as the original, but there's a few, and I've got a couple. Do you? Um, Austin Powers, the Spy Who Shagged Me, mm. and actually, I think that this is the best one of the three. Yeah, Austin Powers baby. Movies. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, how can you not I, like? I mean, I on. still remember not being allowed to watch it as a child, <laughs> but I did anyway because my brothers were watching it. Bet you know. And they said Get if I didn't, they said if I didn't tell, I could watch it. There you go. <laughs> um, so many good lines. For that film. <laughs> I, I know. Mean, come on, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yes, I, I do think that one was even better than the first one. Yeah, uh, but the Agreed. first one's still good too. Yeah. Uh, now I, I might get a little hell from y'all because this one is, I guess, kind of a sequel, a threequel. Uh, but Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, no, does that, that count? No, I mean, that's that a sequel. Okay. Good. Anything yeah. beyond the first is a sequel. That so, was I mean, yeah. my, I think, my favorite Thor movie. That one was so good. It was. It, it had was me laughing really from the first like five seconds. Hell yeah! No, it was good. Uh, Cloverfield Lane. Now, this is one of the ones to back up Lil' Cam before she even says hers. I don't I didn't see the first Cloverfield. I actually didn't even know that this was a sequel when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. I was just watching it as like this independent brand new movie. But I thought that one was really good. Mm, I always loved nice. John Goodman, so yeah. and he was creepy as hell. Is that the one that like debuted on Netflix secretly, like after an after I think this that's show, where I watched right? it was yeah. on Netflix. Oh, okay. So I didn't even like I said, I really didn't even know anything about it. Yeah. I just ended up watching it and it was like really good. Um and I have The Dark Knight. Um, yep, yep, I yep. also didn't really realize. I mean, I guess it, those are weird because I guess they're all kind of sequels. But I didn't realize that that one is also like really a sequel yeah, of yeah. Batman Begins. Um, and then I have a little uh, honorable mention because I didn't. I wouldn't say I enjoyed watching this one, but it, it did creep me out, which is the purpose. And that's Annabelle Creation. Mm, Kevin made yeah. me watch it. Yeah. And and yeah, I was like, no, we're not watching. Annabelle is creepy. <laughs> I'm yeah. not gonna lie, she's she a creepy doll. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can I just go on the record and say that Tavia is awesome because three of her five were superhero movies? <laughs> well, She's they like, really yeah. do the best job. If there's, if there's any like type of movie and like film industry or whatever that you can rely on of having good like solid sequels that yeah. are just as good if not better than the next one. Oh, I just thought about Deadpool. The second Deadpool was <laughs> yeah, Deadpool. really really good. It was so that it one was. too. <laughs> Apparently, the unrated version is coming to Netflix. And that's oh, gonna be fun, yeah. Right? I don't. Even, I thought be... that that was the unrated version. <laughs> no, apparently <laughs> wow. It's much worse. <laughs> wow. So yeah, uh, that's gonna be good. Yeah, little game. Okay, okay. I have Incredibles two. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Hunger Games: Catching Fire, which mm-hmm. was oh, the second yeah. one. Yeah. 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 Uh, Split, which I guess oh. that's another one. I never saw the first one, but it's a sequel. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. It's fine. It's good. Uh, Avengers two, mm. and then Creed two. Oh, oh okay. Avengers two. Really? Yeah. You liked Age of Ultron better than 
the first one? I didn't say I liked it better than the first one, but, but I liked, liked it. Liked and it's it. a sequel. <laughs> it's a sequel, and, and a I sequel, enjoyed it. It's a sequel, damn it. Fair enough. I needed a fifth one. Fair enough. Like, okay. Like, shit. Okay. Oh, man. All right. She's like, wait, you could pick a third one? Fuck, I would have done Infinity War. I. Oh, man. Well, I had... Uh, so many. Uh, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan because I'm backspacing out of some of my results, some of my answers. Um, I love all of the Harry Potter movies, so I love Prisoner of Azkaban and um, Chamber of Secrets. Um, I I'm, love. I'm gonna pull a little cam here. You know, uh, <laughs> this don't hate me. Uh, now, what what do you guys say? Gonna give me hell? Away. I have never seen what the fuck, single, bro? Are you serious? Single Harry Potter movie. Oh. I haven't seen a single. One. Oh. I've only seen. Like oh, the first two. I hate all of you. Like, I only like, read seriously. to book four. Mm. And I'm a huge Emma Thompson fan. Mm. But I, I and I, I, same here. Emma I like Watson. Mm, not Emma Watson. Watson. Well, yeah. I haven't seen like a single. A I liked the ones I saw. It's not that I didn't yeah. like them. I don't know. I really don't know what the breakdown was and why I never finished mm. them. I just never did. Yeah. Oh, I understand. So you're the okay. only one in here who's yeah. seen well, you nerd. <laughs> 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 Whatever. He just vanquished us with his wand. <laughs> yeah, Azeroth, Mantrion, Synthos. Like, oh, you fancy? Oh, you know the real ones. The worst. Only the true fans are the wor- the real ones. Besides Expecto Patrolus, <laughs> right? Or whatever it is. Oh shit. <laughs> exactly. Uh, or whatever it is. <laughs> Expecto Patrolus. I, th- I felt like that was we were getting gas. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? And yeah, that's uh, to fill up your car. Do you uh, want to move on so that we yes, stop roasting you? Yes, yes. Uh, Young Guns 2. Yes. I love that one. Yes. I like that one better than the first Butterfly. one. Yeah. I love that. Like, I mean, come on. I, 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 I loved... Uh, I loved... Uh, I'll Make You Famous. Mm. Like I'll when make he, you famous. Yeah, where he's about either. to kill him. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. So mm. good. Um, Incredibles 2. Huge fan of The Incredibles. Uh, the Dark Knight as well. And, I mean, of course, it was my overall favorite movie. Should I call you out on this? I mean, sure. He almost left this off the list. Almost. Which I was shocked by. Like, yeah. Well, I almost left Deadpool off. So uh, yeah. Happens. Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2. You almost far, left it off the list. His all-time far. favorite movie ever. Ever. Almost didn't put it on the list. Yeah, it was. I know. I'm sorry. Because I don't, I don't... Made me watch both of these because you love them so much, and you almost left it off the list. I'm disappointed. Yeah. All right, mouth. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's salty. Well, I, now I've gone. I've gone because you know what do we? We always lead into my gaffer segment oh, yeah. after these top five. You know, you know. So I'm gonna stick with some older ones. Yeah, they have to have been made after are. 1950. <laughs> Damn, they ain't that old, Tavia. <laughs> Tavia is awesome for putting superhero movies. I don't like her anymore. <laughs> All right, uh, I have The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, nice. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, and Emily, with yours with Creed 2, the inspiration for Creed 2, Rocky 4. Rocky 4. Rock, I mean, come on. It's the best one where he's fighting him in Russia and takes yeah. him down. I must Russia break you. With the American flag around him. Yeah. Like, I can do it. You can do it. That's a great. Uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forget about the Terminator movies. Yeah. Star Trek 2, The Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. Uh, by far mm-hmm. the best Star Trek movie. Uh, and yeah, Superman 2. Superman 2. Superman 2. And Super There Nerd. it is. Yep. That's my topic. They are pretty much all science fiction or comic book. That is correct. <laughs> Except for Rocky. Except but for I mean, Rocky. Come on. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're sitting with nerds. It's okay. Whatever. 
Oh. <laughs> Have you seen The Office? Have you seen our collection? Well, of course we're nerds. I'm coming over to Octavia. Y'all I just like, like how the rebuttal and then our response to it were both in sync. Y'all both said whatever at the same time. We both went, oh, at the same time. <laughs> it's not like we spend a lot of time yeah. around. No, it's that was, determined. We clearly all spend way too much time strangely together. Strangely okay. synchronous. Right. <laughs> okay. what, what the listeners don't know is we all share a brain. <laughs> I need to go home and like talk to myself in the mirror now. Right. <laughs> I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and I'm separate from everybody else. Right. I am an individual. <laughs> My social security numbers. Uh, no. Just kidding. Yeah, I'll get to the one I'm going Oh, my goodness. Well, it's time to take it back in time for the gaffer segment. This day in history. This day in history. Are you guys ready? Yes. This is a a good one. On this day in history, in 2006, iTunes sold its billionth music download. Mm. Billionth. Yeah, crazy. 16-year-old Alex Ostrovsky of West Bloomfield bought Speed of Sound by Coldplay. And for doing so, he got a personal phone call from Steve Jobs and won a shit ton of iPod and Mac merchandise. Wow. Oh. So on this day in 2006. Epic. So it pays yeah, to download, folks. It pays to download. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, if you get a phone call from Steve Jobs now, <laughs> yeah, it might the be whole world creepy. is changing. Oh, yeah. like, I knew he was alive. He's inside my iPod. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, like, <laughs> and, that, and that billionth song was downloaded on one of those little gum stick yeah, iPods. Yeah, the little oh iPod, the white ones. Yeah, <laughs> I had Nano? one of those. Oh. Yeah. I for sure had an iPod. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. It's so And it funny. just had a big round circular button that you had exactly. to figure out how to work. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it was purple. This? Oh my God. Yours was purple. Yeah. It was. With, with a little clip so you could clip it on. And then I got a commercial yeah. with oh, a silhouette I didn't even dancing. Have that. I had the Doing first the Carlton. One, the long <laughs> the white Carlton. one. It looked like a jump drive. But yeah. That's what I mean. Like, it was like a and golf it was kind of fat. It had the white neck that you wore around your neck. It didn't even have the clip yet. Yeah. That's the first one I had. It held like 200 songs and you thought it was just like. Awesome. Yeah, you were that, like, I don't even know how to, how to right. pick 200 songs to <laughs> right. put on here. Exactly. Let exactly. me burn them for my yeah, CDs. Are, are, who else out there is one of those persons who every time they get the new phone, they up upgrade it, but when they buy it, it's like, I'm never going to use all this space, and then you use uh, every yeah, bit of like, it. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I need to upgrade. Yeah, I'm currently being told to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, things. you're using too much memory. You I don't have I can't delete space. these photos. They're the pictures of my fun. It was the best fun <laughs> ever. Exactly. I got like 18 <laughs> likes. Oh my God, you remember this cup of coffee? I'll never get this again. Like, Oh yeah, my gosh. It's horrible. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, from word of the day. <laughs> word of day is a, uh, we should say again, sound man, busy up in Jackson again. Yep, yep. In Jackson. In <laughs> Jackson. I just think he's avoiding me now. Every week I'm here, he's not. He's oh, like, oh. I think he's, oh. I think sound man's avoiding me. Mm. It's okay, sound man. I'll it, find you. I'll find you. <laughs> <laughs> Go up to Jackson. Comb your hair. That's right. Comb your hair. <laughs> Dance on a pony keg. Yeah. So anyway, that's a line from the song. This show's yeah. hotter than a pepper sprout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. That's right another now. one. That's right. <laughs> and none of us are ever coming back. All right. <laughs> the word of the day, Gardiloo. Gardiloo. Yes. G-A-R-D-Y-L-O-O. Gardiloo. What a fun it's little word. A word I, I, this is, yeah, this is an interesting one. I, I don't know why I thought it was an interesting one, but here it is. It is the warning cry that you scream out the window when you're about to throw slop or garbage out into the street. Mm. Oh, a so gardaloo. From, oh, from the medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think maybe people in New York still do it, Davia. <laughs> I kind of hope not. That's an unsanitary I mean, way of... Yeah, right? <laughs> we we I mean, have sewers now. Yeah. I mean, do right, you remember just, that? 
Millennium. Yeah, you remember that? <laughs> have I used a Gardaly? Uh, yeah. Like, have I screamed out my Gardaly? Gardaly! Gardaly! Here comes the grease, bitches! Like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I don't. Uh, <laughs> I get exactly fun because I used to return used to glass milk bottles. I get fun because yeah. I used to recycle glass soda bottles. Or now I had a Gardaly. It's, it's like, okay. Fine. It's, it's okay. okay. It's fine. Um, I am alive. I would just like to reference. Yeah, I am still alive. Still I am alive. the only living male left in my fucking family. Okay. <laughs> yes, I remember Gardaly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! Well, so anyway, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, box office. Box office. Um, wow! Congratulations! You finally hit puberty. Whatever. Screw like, you. He's like, uh, he's like <laughs> that, or he was doing Mickey Mouse. I'm not sure which. But. Uh, the safer bet is Mickey Mouse. Okay. But you know, all right. you know. All right. uh, let's oh. do a recap. Uh, last week, I got all of the five right, but not in the right order or the right money. Uh, yeah. So is it really right? Yes. <laughs> no. Damn. If you got all the individual Damn. parts wrong, isn't I it mean, just wrong? I got everything right except for what I got wrong. Yeah. Like, uh, well, number one was Alita Battle Angel, which I predicted number two. What happy that was number one because our buddy Sam Medina is and in l- that. Let's just say it. Sam Medina called it. Yeah. He said it would be number one. He did. And he said it would do well on Valentine's Day. And it did. And then he gave a reason why he thought it would do well on Valentine's Day. And apparently he was right. Exactly. It's a character film, not just a sci-fi mm-hmm. action adventure film. Yeah. Listen to Sam Medina. Go yep. listen to that. <laughs> I love him right. Number two was the Lego movie. That's where I had Alita. Uh, number three was Isn't It Romantic? Number four was What Men Want. And number five was Happy Death Day 2. Mm. Still no idea why that has a sequel. Yeah. But new stuff coming out this week. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, and Fighting with Your Family. I think How to Train Your Dragon, I imagine that's going to do well. Yeah, I think it's going to do well. I think the other one's going to do well. The Rock is popular guy, and he's in it, and it's based on a true story. Which one is that? It's the one with the brother and sister wrestlers who try to get into the WWE and but one what? of them gets accepted and one doesn't. What's the title? Which which movie is it? Fighting that? for my family. Oh. Fighting with your family. I guess that Fighting makes sense. with your family. Yeah. yeah. So and, like I said, the, I hadn't even heard anything about that. The yeah, Rocks, like I just haven't seen a lot of promotion for it. Oh, so. uh, what the the actual girl uh, in the WWE, I hate that I don't know her name, but she's been promoting the shit. Really? Of oh yeah. Yeah. Like all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but I, I generally like everything the Rock's in. Right. Yeah. He's been doing pretty well. Recently. And the, for many people who don't know, the WWE is actually making this film. They've gotten into filmmaking. Yeah. They did that one where Halle Berry was the nine one one operator with the yeah. Kidnapper. Well, they've oh. been doing this yeah, for they, a while. Like yeah. John Cena's had his own movies. Randy Orton, like a whole bunch. Yeah, they've got their own production company, and they're putting out films, and not just to do with wrestling stuff, but like actual just. Yeah. Yeah. films and yeah. so, and they're doing pretty good so. yeah exactly <laughs> uh movies that are already out and that are still out that you can go see the upside glass miss bala code pursuit lego movie the prodigy what men want alita battle angel happy death Day 2 and isn't it romantic mm. Mm. number one i think it's going to be how to train your dragon yeah uh, i think that's the third one i think it is they, yeah. yeah like right and they said this is it the end of the trilogy mm. like the ending of the story mm. so people love toothless yeah they, they love, do love toothless there's a funko of toothless um hmm. yeah number two i think will be alita battle angel because it did amazing and there's already some articles coming out that are 
hinting at maybe a sequel. Do maybe people a sequel, want a sequel? Yeah. Like, yeah. Eh, you never know. You never know. Um, apparently, it was a really popular anime comic mm-hmm. um, overseas. Oh. So, and hopefully. it's doing really well overseas. Yeah. Too, so, we'll yeah. See. Exactly. Exactly. Number three, I think, will be the Lego Movie with around ten to fifteen million. Oh, yeah. Number four, I think, will be isn't it romantic with around five to ten million? And number five, I think it'll be that Taraji Henson one with What Men Want with two to five million mm. it's been kind of low recently but how to train your dragon i think will bring it back up yeah they said what the, it's the lowest it was the lowest president's day weekend box office in over 10 years yeah because so, alita only got like 28.5 or something something like, like that. that and over the holiday so four day total it was only like 35 million or something yeah. like that but but to be fair, though, last year wasn't even like right to. I mean, Black Panther was last year on President's Day, yeah. and it just like blew out of the water. So oh, to yeah. try to expect that this year was going to match those numbers, it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, so. exactly. But ten years, the lowest in ten years. It doesn't matter because in a week and a half, <laughs> the box office is going to be just fine. Exactly. Captain Marvel's going to come out. <laughs> wow, a week and a half. That's yeah. Uh-huh, can't wait. March can't 8th. wait. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, here's a new thing we want to start doing, and shout out to uh, IMDb and IMDb Pro, our top trending segment, yes. uh, top trending movie, top trending TV series, and top trending star right now. Yeah, and this is awesome. You guys should get the apps. If mm-hmm. you don't have IMDb and IMDb Pro apps, you should really get it, because this is where you can find it. You can exactly. even, on the uh, IMDb Pro app now, you can even track mm-hmm. movies and celebrities and stuff, and, and it'll let you know yeah. when things are going exactly. on. Exactly. If something happens with development, if it gets stalled, if it gets pushed forward, if somebody gets added on to the cast, like you get all sorts of articles. It's they really They can even cool. track us if they wanted to. It's true. I mean, we're yeah. on there. Yeah. We're on IMDb. It's true. Because everybody. <laughs> exactly. If you're anybody having to do with the entertainment industry, you, you should IMDb. be on IMDb. It's true. But yes, the movie, the top trending movie is Alita Battle Angel. It's making a lot of noise. So I, I really want to go see that just after our interview with Sam Medina. Um, the TV series, this is not surprising to me because so many people have been waiting like a year and a half. Uh, Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's coming back in April. And I heard that each episode is going to be like around an hour and a half long. Yeah. And is this, this is like that's it, it for it. this, yeah. too, yeah. right? And yeah. I think that there, um, there's not going to be as many episodes. I think there's only going to be like seven or yeah, eight. Something like that. But, yeah. but they're all longer. So it. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Craziness. Craziness. Man. The final winter. Yeah. Yeah. The final winter. (laughs) I'm ready for it. Yes. And the top trending star is... Who's the nerd? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she shouts those nerds. Yeah. yeah, I'm so ready for it. But everyone knows that Game of Thrones nerds are sexy nerds, so you mm. know, yeah. Uh, I'm not. So that's all I got to say. <laughs> you know, yeah. argue, I'm just gonna leave it alone I, and move on. Right. Top trending star, um, Rosa Salzar from freaking yeah. uh, Alita uh, Battle Angel. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. so she's an incredible actress. Yeah, she really is. Yeah, and I mean that CGI—it looks like her. It's crazy. Yeah, and if you didn't see her in that Mark Wahlberg one about the adopted family and kids and stuff, mm-hmm. that's a, she's like really uh, just her range of yeah. the, the stuff she's able to play. I mean, she's an up and comer for sure. I Hell mean, yeah. she's. Hell yeah, agreed. Uh, now switching over to Billboard chart toppers, we added a lot more things to this segment, like top five or top five uh, top radio songs top digital song sales top streaming songs uh top album sales top digital album sales and the artist of the week 
So let's get this thing started with do it. our normal stuff. Uh, Hot 100, Ariana Grande still there with seven rings. And she basically takes up most of this category, guys. I'm not even going to lie to you. Because top 200 albums is Thank You Next. Mm. And... <laughs> Which leads her to Artist of the Week, and which also leads her to stop the top streaming song for Seven Rings, which also leads her to the top album sales for Thank You Next, and the top digital album sales for Thank You Next. She's still well, not dang. a Beatle. And she's still not a Beatle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, the top radio song is High Hopes. Mm-hmm. Panic at the Disco's High Hopes. That's been playing everywhere. Mm-hmm. I know it's been driving Little Cam crazy. Hasn't it? it? Has yeah, and I like the song, so I, I love the song. I try to play it as much as possible. The songs, yeah, but I I'm really not allowed. That. Thank you. You're welcome, but you know. Um, oh, <laughs> it just got chilly in here. <laughs> uh, the top- wall just went up, and it's not Trump's. <laughs> I ain't paying for it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, top digital song sales is "Shallow," "A Star Is Born," yes, "Shallow." Yes. So that's pretty awesome. Can't wait to see that actually win the Oscar at the. And I bet it stays or and or goes up on a lot of the charts after it wins because mm-hmm. I mean. It's yeah. phenomenal. Exactly, exactly. But that's the last one. Yeah, top digital song sales, Shallow. That's can, amazing. Can we just start something right here? What, Speaking are, we, of what are we starting? And Did anybody see the Lady Gaga split from her fiance? Mm, yeah. Just in, yeah. She seems real comfy with Bradley. She does. Just saying, I, they seem really tight after A Star is Born. I mean, if you guys yeah. missed it, they she brought him up on stage and at a concert yeah, to do Shallow. Yeah. It was it a was, little cozy. It was it, a little intimate. It was. I, didn't really notice anything or think anything of it until I saw this meme where they're on like a red carpet and she's looking at him while he's talking and it was like I just want someone to look at me the way Lady Gaga looks at Bradley Cooper and it was like some serious admiration uh, that doesn't necessarily have to be love you can admire someone because of other this, things. This yeah. performance, though, he's singing and she's just looking at him, and then she waves him over and like damn near forces him to sit down next to her. Yeah, and on she, the piano like, and like puts the arm around him and like. Well, she, no, she takes his hand and yeah, gra- puts take, it around her. Yeah, and, like puts his hand on her ass. Yeah, it was really uncomfortable. It was, yeah, it was made mm. me uncomfortable. Does he seem uncomfortable? No, no. Oh. Yeah. The, no. <laughs> just everybody else? Yeah. 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 They're, oh, okay. they're far from the shallow now. <laughs> yeah, aren't they? <laughs> they're, they're, they're jumping in for sure. Where this is going? We just started a rumor. All right. Uh, like, it's like, it's going to be everywhere it's now. It's All everywhere. over Twitter. <laughs> Gaga leaves fiance for Cooper. So anyway. Like, no. so anyway, thank you guys for tuning in to episode 55 <laughs> of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly. It's been so freaking phenomenal. A whole bunch of great industry news. A fantastic guest, Autumn Reeser. Thank you for coming on the show. Show. Make sure to follow us on all social media handles Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Reddit, at Crazy Ant Media. Make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast inside the Crazy Ant Farm, anywhere you can get your podcast. Make sure to visit our website, crazyantmedia.com, where you can sign up for our newsletter, get the latest scoop on what's going down in Crazy Ant Media. And send in your ballot. And send Click in your on ballot. That, send us a message mm-hmm. and send in your ballot because yep. we're going live, Twitter, Instagram for our Oscar watch party. That's right. That's right. And uh, at Crazy Ant Media or Crazy Ant Media at gmail.com is our email. So send our ballots over that way as well. Just so many exciting things going on. But you know who's probably going to be at the Oscars? No doubt. Oprah! Oprah!